The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. <laughs> Ironical, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. Uh, this is a very special last minute US edition of、uh, Fofop. It was a podcast I did not know if we were going to squeeze in and make happen. So it's very special. It's on my last day here in LA.、Uh, this is the longest. I've ever been away from Australia, there, I realized today. I, I, I'm missing it quite a lot, and I'm very excited to go home, even though I'm going home just for a couple of weeks. But I'm also very excited to squeeze in、uh, this guest because it's been a little while since we've got to talk on the microphones.、Uh, welcome back, guest Charlie Jen Kirkman. Thank you. And I wore my safari hat just to make you feel. Because I know you've been missing Australia. Right. And that, that's what Australians wear. Let's、that's、start with、right. a bit of casual racism. <laughs> I have a vest with lots of pockets and different things in it.、Uh, I know, noticed that you know, you're. I'm、right. not really wearing one. You know what? We what? don't help ourselves because、uh, <laughs> they've just had the G20. Do you know what the G20 is? The summit about <clears throat>、right. the environment? Well, no. No, that's the G8. It, it's no. Neither、What is the G20? The, the, both, both of them are, are governments and、okay. they're about like they're it, basically, there's all these ones around the world, like APEC or whatever, and they're loose coalitions of people from different areas who、right. get together and have meetings about world issues, right? Right,、so、right. The G20 is a big, high powered one because you really have like, you know, Russia's there and China's and there. And it's in and Australia, right?、There. So. It moves around. Oh, okay. But it was in Australia this time. Okay. I think、so、I have seen it. We get to feel like、stuff. we have like a seat at the big table. That's when exciting. Normally, we don't really have a seat at the big table.、Right. It's like when you know, they, you have the、uh, soccer World Cup, the football World Cup in、mm. your country, you get to be in it. Even、yeah. if your country doesn't qualify. Oh, got it. Okay.、Right. So even if you、uh, aren't really, you, what you mean by seat at the table is people from Australia usually aren't even asked to these things. I think you get to, like, yeah, but you're at the children's table. Oh, God. Okay. Like you're there. But、right. like you have to you're stand up in the, the back decision the makers. And, yeah. You know, you get, a, you get a vote, but you don't get a real say because like China and America just go to another room and go, let's sort this out. Yeah, let's、us. do like, our weird back de- backdoor dealing we've been doing. I imagine a, a bit like it would be in the Chelsea Riders room, right? There's a hierarchy. <laughs> you know, you're all, you pitch, just, you're all pitching ideas, but like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, somebody's going to make a call on it. You just gave me like a panic attack. I haven't thought about my, <laughs> my old job.、You're、I haven't even、mind. heard. Those words, I just like, what? You just took me out completely. Yes, but you're right. Right. Woo! That, I just had like post traumatic、oh、for a second.、God. Not like in a bad way, no, a, but, but like, a... holy shit. Yeah. Well, not there right now. I, well, I, What day of the week is it? I understand、Sunday. a little bit. Well, something you never could have said in your old life. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, wait, it'd be fun if it was a Monday. But you're going, are you going back to your show? I thought I heard. So I'm,、um, yeah, so I'm going back to Australia、uh, uh. tonight and I fly out and I do two weeks of shows and then I'm actually back in the US for a, for a couple of weeks doing shows. You're but, nuts. Nuts. But anyway. Like, I'm going back to do shows and I'm very excited just to be back and kind of, because it's been the longest I've ever been away. Yeah. So that's, it's like, it's a little bit. Like, it's, a, it's a homecoming. Well, just like, I'm kind of like, oh God, I've been away long enough. Yeah, that, get back. I like, don't even get、I、why you're、it. coming back for these couple weeks. Well, I've got shows on. But what do you mean? What, you're in a paradise during a wonderful time of year. Right. But you know, yeah, my career and shit and obligations. I and, hear you. I yeah, hear、right. you. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, but talking about going to, back to do my show, yes, I, um, they've announced that I'm going back to do Gruen next year, uh-huh. which was kind of always what I thought I would probably do. Right. But I will say, honestly, now that I've – because, okay, well, I'll say this. Uh-huh. And this is really the first time I've spoken about it, and please don't write about it. It's this an exclusive, but keep it fucking yeah, between just us. keep it between us. Me, Will, and you I should stop listening. saying that because every time I say that on this podcast, it ends up in the newspaper. But anyway. Well, you, that's a risk you take. Um, I want to be completely honest about this was I did not know if I wanted to come back and do it. I remember you saying that behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know. I just didn't know. I, I knew that I wanted to come and do this. Mm-hmm. And this has been even more rewarding and wonderful than I could have imagined it yeah. was going to be like. But it's gone by way too fast. Like, oh. I just feel like it's – I just want another year of it or yeah. another two years of it. I feel like, you know, it's just I know what it is now and yeah. I'm loving it. I'm in the middle oh, of great. it. that's great. But I don't you feel in a way that it's good that you didn't know and then you made your decision – uh, organically, like, okay, I do want to go right. back and you're loving and here's so much that it won't be anything but great when you come back and you can always come back and you'll be back a lot. I feel like if you stayed another year and did this, you might start to get old. I mean, there might be a part of that that's true. Uh, yeah. And there might be that time where you stay in the comedy condo mm-hmm. uh, with the massage chair in the corner and you think, oh, why is that bottle of coconut lotion next to the massage oh, chair? Oh, as a lady, I opt and, out condo. Right. Of I course don't do, you do condo. I mean, I don't really do condo yeah, generally, yeah. but occasionally. But there's been a couple places where it's there's nice a condo enough. exception, right? There's a few places that have doormen. Mine is only just like, since everyone knows where the comedian stays, oh. if there's a door that someone can open up and come kill me then I won't stay there. No, that just needs to have like a front desk. That's all. But some of them do. So yeah, then you stay there and you're like, right. Yeah. Because you understand intrinsically, if you stay in a hotel room that people have like, you know, masturbated there and had sex there. But I didn't know who they were, but you didn't know them. (laughs) But like, you can literally look at the schedule that's on the wall and see who the last person there doing that was. And I'm not sure they wash those pillows as closely as they should. And, so, but yes, yeah, I, so a year you're of that. absolutely right. I think that going back and doing things that refreshes it, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But secondly, and this is the thing that I don't want to be taken out of context, um, I partly made the decision to go back because everybody else wanted to. Um, now, that might seem like I don't want to, and I want, right. to, and I want to clarify that a little bit. Sorry, this is a bit serious. But I no, I don't mind, to, but, but you don't want it to sound like, a, ugh, I got these... People need their jobs. I guess I'll go back. Like, right. you're not saying that. I'm you're, not saying You're that. like, oh, there's an excitement. Right. It's catching on. Everybody else wanted to do it. And I couldn't really think of a great reason not to do it. Right. Other than my selfishness of like, I'm having a really good time and I'm enjoying yeah. myself. And this thing that you're having a good time doing right. will be here when you get back. And it's not uh, of the moment. Also, just because I like this more than I like that yeah. doesn't mean I don't like that. Yep. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, yep. This is my favorite yeah. and it's been amazing. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that I'm like, when I go back to that, I'm like, oh, this is fucking shit because it's not the other thing. Right. Like I've chosen, I made the choice. I was like, okay, no, no, no. I think I can go back and do something better than we've done before and do something interesting. Yeah. So my attitude in my head now is, so those four months next year, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do. And that's and in this, uh, oh, American And I'm really comfortable summer. with that. No, I, well, I mean, let's not talk in seasons because it's an international podcast, Jen. It confuses people. I know, but I'm a... Let's just talk dates. Uh, it's second second it's second half of 2015. I'm okay, go yeah, yeah, okay. It. So probably like I guess probably June, August, July. September, October. Got you know, it, got it, got it. So that 
end of the year sort of thing. Gotcha. So I've still got, you know, oh, all my... you've got so much right. time left here, but then you go to the festival and right. the whole thing. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so that's, that's my plan. And mm-hmm. I'm very happy with it. I'm not... But I do know that mm-hmm. I am... There is part of me that didn't want to do it. Like there was part oh, of me totally. that was just like... If somebody to. came down from the right. governments and we're shutting it down, you would be like, no. You'd be like, cool, I can keep doing this thing. Right. Yeah. There was a big part of me. <laughs> right. That is a handy thing to have in negotiations, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that to anyone who's listening to this podcast for business advice. Uh, if you're looking for any excuse not to do something, that yeah. is a handy tool in negotiations. <laughs> Your willingness to walk away from the table really can get you a lot of concessions. (laughs) That's true. That's absolutely true. And I have a friend, and I can't say who this is, but Mm -hmm. I have a friend who wanted to quit his radio job for like Howard Stern. Yeah, Howard Stern. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, who wanted to quit his radio job for like four years? I Uh think, like at least four years. I heard him say, "This is my last year." Yeah, and because he really thought it was his last year, he'd go to them and he'd go, "This is my last year. I'm finishing." And they would think it was a negotiating tactic, Uh. and then. They, so they'd uh, offer more money. He'd be like, no, 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 no. It's yeah. not about the money. Like, you've been really good to me and I have loved doing the show, but I just, uh, yeah, I'm tired and I need to have a rest and I've got other things that I want to do. And they'd be like, okay, we'll give you more money. <laughs> and he said, like, eventually they would just get to a point where he'd be like, you know what? That's enough okay, money. Okay, fine. You know I'll what? come back yeah. and I'll do another this year. This seems stupid now. <laughs> but the willingness to walk away is the greatest negotiating tool of all time. Yeah. And it's, but it's a really good feeling in your heart. Like you saying how much you've loved it here and that you don't want to leave, but you, but you do. Right. That's what a great place to be in life. The, I love where I'm going to. I love what I'm leaving. I wish I didn't have to, but I'd love to go back again. Right. Win-win. I'm trying to be... This is probably a bit philosophical for a Sunday afternoon, but, but that's when you're philosophical. I'm trying to be. I don't know why um, I'd say that? Philosophical Sundays. Philosophical Sundays. Yeah, philosophical. This is the day that we're supposed to rest and be philosophical. Philosophical. It is actually. Yeah. You so know what? Contemplative. Right. Contemplated up. Sunday. That is actually what it's about. Yeah. It's the it's the seventh day of I don't right. know. I don't know which religion this is. It sounds a little Orthodox them, Judaism or something, but whatever. Know. Take a rest. Be philosophical. Right. I'm here to listen. Right. I might check my email while you're babbling, but I'm kidding. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, that's why they had to invent those religions where you're not allowed to use electricity and stuff on those days like, because people kept checking their Twitter and stuff. And people were why. trying to be philosophical. So, no, no. What, what were you going to say? Sorry. Uh, I'm trying to be more aware of the idea i had a revelation through uh something i'm not going to talk about on the podcast ayahuasca it's it's in that area oh i was joking literally in that area (laughs) so i'm not going to talk (laughs) about it right now okay there'll be a time when i can talk about it but i had like a proper like revelation okay i love it and it no it's very simple and i'm not embarrassed to say it out loud Uh there was a lot of other stuff that i probably would be embarrassed to say out loud but this specific thing was you like it was part, partly the experience and where I was and what I was doing, uh-huh. but partly just it was a reflection on my life, which was, you chose this. Like, you, Will Anderson, chose you this. You chose yeah. this. Okay. Like, you know, you made you you. You right. brought you here. Yeah. Like, you decided this afternoon that you would get in this car with this dude and go to this place or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, or you decided that you would go to da- to Dallas or you decided that you would go okay. to America or you decided that you would, like, make the decision to have a year off your television. Like, whatever the fucking decision was that got me to wherever I went. Yep. I made those decisions. Like, yeah. Like, I brought me there. Yeah. You know, and so, like, 
that to be a bit more conscious of like that every moment, I guess, like of being in the moment and trying to be like present in the, I'm here making decisions, like whatever's happening, whatever life is, mm-hmm. that sort of revelation of like, I don't know what it is. I mm-hmm. have no idea. Right. Like, it, does it really matter if I do this podcast or does it really matter no. if my shows go well or in the grand scheme no. of the universe? That's what's so fun about it, right? Forgotten yeah. in a fucking minute. Isn't that great? Like, we are a tiny speck on the edge of fucking civilization. We are a fucking fluke that has done amazing, amazing things and terrible fucking things. Right. In. Probably equal proportions. Sure, you know? and at the same time, and which I think is weirdly time. lovely. I th- we are what we fucking are. Right. But my bit of it, mm-hmm. my bit of it is like mostly fucking meaningless to the big bit of it. Now, within a small okay, bit yeah. of it, it can I can find some meaning in it and I can try to go like – and mm-hmm. you can apply that to like your work or to your relationships or just how you want to fucking spend your day. Yeah. What is it? Like, I'm here yeah. and I've got to fucking do it anyway. Like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing right now? Yeah. What's the best thing for me just right now to be in the moment? What do I want? Yeah. What do I need to experience? What do I need to say to other people? Can't I just be grateful, a bit more grateful to other people? You know, that sort of oh, thing yeah. of just going, thanks. Like, okay. I think that you are like that, though. Right. But I, I, I just got an email Maybe from someone. I'll, you give, you an, I'll give you a practical it. example. And I also think you're, I listened to your, uh, uh, speech you made about walking the room and how you tied so many different things that have come about in your life because of it. Meeting those guys, what y'all did together, what y'all did together. I feel like you naturally have that, but maybe you just are more in touch with it or something. Right. Well, no, I think I do. And I think it's something that I value. And and, and like, you know, I've been a person that I, I think it's nice to support people and, mm-hmm. you know, like support the community and like, you know, one of the my favorite things about doing this podcast is like I had a couple of new people on recently. Mm-hmm. I had a guy called Tony Sam. I don't know if you know him. He's just a Chicago comic. No, I know his name. Now. Really funny guy. Um, people, you know, really loved his episode. They've yeah gone and bought his album and stuff, and they oh, really enjoyed it. that. You know, and when I see tweets like online, just somebody going, "Hey, Tony, I bought your album because I heard about it," and like, oh, I really loved it. You're like, that's I, I just love that. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. to me, I really dig that sort of thing. So. But I just think – so I got an email. So this is just top of mind probably because I just yeah, was yeah. Facebooking this person literally before like I came down and grabbed you. But uh. there was this woman who would written me this like really just lovely Facebook message about how she'd kind of followed my whole career. And she talked about oh. every different bit of it and like just kind of had a comment or where she was at. And you didn't know. She'd whatever. never written you before. Oh, never. Never before. Oh, interesting. Just okay. randomly out of the blue. And uh. I mean like just in a really lovely sort of like, yeah. hey, I just wanted to say – and, you know, and but like had charted my whole kind of career and, you know, had different comments and thoughts about different bits, but like, you know, all very supportive and, mm-hmm. you know, clearly had been a fan of mine for all that time. And I was thinking about it because I was like, oh, that's very nice of her to write that. And I was just going to write back a very sort of like, you know, simple sort of like, oh, well, thank you very much. And thanks for letting me know and whatever, you know. Like, yeah. Like, but then I was like, nah, fuck it. Like, this is a person that... Like, I've got to do – I've got to be where I am and I've got to do all this. Like, yeah. I get to come on here and have this show that people listen to that I like. Yeah. Because that, of that person. Right. Of that person. And people like her that may not tell you all that but that have been following you. Most people, I imagine, and caring about the you. feedback I get, only like different bits of what I do, which is fine. You understand oh, okay. there are people – Yeah. I mean, like, 
Literally millions more people watch the television show than listen to this podcast. Yeah. Like if all the people who like my TV show also listen to the podcast, I would have the biggest podcast right. in the world. So you're right. saying your attitude's a little bit changed from like, because I have the same attitude, like, yeah, 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 thanks for finding me through the other things, but this is who I am. And you know right. what? If you don't get it, then step off because these people are the people that get it. And maybe there's a little more softening of like, right. well, wait, that is a part of me. Why am I getting right. kooky about someone who's recognizing a part of me. And also, like, I start then to think thank God about for that, that woman. in the artists that I like or the, whatever. Yeah. Like, there are different people who, like, I will listen to, like, I like a couple of their albums or I, you yeah. know, I like uh, Morrissey's music but not his writing or whatever. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Okay, well, I, I'm not saying I, have I don't to go. like his writing. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was just, it was just a top of mind example. <laughs> no, okay. you know? I don't even know what his writing is. <laughs> no, he's actually not a bad writer. Of course um, not. But... But, you know, that, yeah, the, yeah. the point I'm trying to make is that you can, like, I can like uh, Jack White's music, but not Jack White, you of know? Of course. Or, so, but I can like, uh, even, you know, I feel like an idiot for certain comedians. I love their roles they've done on sitcoms, that they just did it for the money. They don't like it. I'm like, to me, that's you. Right. Oh, here's and not a, in a bad way. And here's, an, uh, here's a good or a top of mind example. I have loved the Sonic Highways Foo Fighters documentary they're doing where they're going oh, yeah, to different cities it. and doing like, so there's a Nashville episode and there's an Austin episode <gasps> and they explore the music scene yeah. and the culture and they play there and it's magnificent. Mm-hmm. Like for me, he loves that sort of shit. It's like America porn and music porn. I fucking love well, it. Well, Nashville right? and Austin is really good America porn. The, like for, for you album, know what I mean, American music. The yeah. album itself that the Foo Fighters have made is, I will never listen to it. Oh, like, God, thank so, you. Okay, yes. So my, so this is so this is have to really so this read. is a classic example yeah. of like you don't have. I love Dave Grohl. I love Nirvana. I don't have to love the new Foo Fighters no. album. I can like this document, and of course, and that doesn't make me. And so I started to kind of click with that because I've been a bit like you, or well, yeah. a bit like probably everyone, where you're like. Like all of me, or like, yeah. why don't you? Why didn't you just? How come you just got into it now? Or like, yeah, you're like, like uh, oh, who cares? Yeah, if you're here, thank you. And at least you found me. Yeah, I'm happy. That's I'm, nice. So that helped know, me a little like, bit here and now. Right. Well, two things came up. With what you were saying. One is, uh, well, three things really quick. The thing of you being like grateful for. Uh, wait, shit. The thing about you saying that you wanted to keep working here, but, but you're going to go back, but you're mm. working here. All that kind of, uh, no, we talked about that. All that kind of gratitude stuff is like, is great. Cause I'll only track more stuff. You're like you'll, you'll, well, you'll help think, other people. I think maybe where you were going before you lost your train of thought, maybe I'm I, this might, I might be putting words <laughs> into your mouth. Here's where I go with that from the words you said. Um, Oh, no, part I remembered. Of, part of the, the reason I am going back is gratitude to those people. Because those people, right. that crew, like because it's literally the same crew who have built this show that has been an integral part of what enabled me to be here. Yes. The reason I can be here and have the successful career I have is partly because of that show. That's what right? I was. I that swear to God. Show. <laughs> You're saying yeah, it well, better. That's what I thought. But that's but, what I was going to say. But, right? but being there so another like, year. Well, I want to go back there and go... If, if this is all going to be great for you, I'm yeah. going to get a lot of joy out of that. And I'm going to get a lot of personal joy anyway. Like I'm, yeah. I'm literally not going back to work in a fucking coal mine. I'm like no. going back to do something I enjoy doing. But also, I, and because you've come here and more people have been introduced to you via whatever, on the road, your American guests, your presence in America, I don't know how we can get episodes of your show if, if it's available online or whatever. But if more, but I, I can only assume, and even if it's just in some weird cosmic way that no one can explain, you doing another year of that show or another season of that show 
probably could only help the next time you're in America for another long round of tours. Well, the other thing is... In a weird way, maybe. I mean, well, the other thing is, no one over here is going to offer me anything of the quality of that show back home. Fuck no, unless they give you Jon Stewart's jump. Right. Which is up for grabs in 2015, so think about it. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll think about it a lot. But I'll tell you this. If another person with an accent comes here with a show and tells me what's wrong with my country, I know. How about we let a woman say something? Can a woman talk about feminism? You can be on my show. I can be on your show? Yeah. As what? A sidekick? No, an equal partner. <laughs> What's your show? Which show? Is this a new this show? This show that I'm getting. This oh, this is show about when they give you where jo- I'm a foreigner <laughs> talking about. No, they give you Jon Stewart. Yeah. No, I was just a little ornery one day because uh, John Oliver yeah, no, said no, something we'll get, we'll about feminism. We'll and I was like, time. And I was like. It'll be The Daily Show. We'll co-host The Daily Show. Yeah, so they're going to give it, it to you. It'll be The Daily Show with Will Anderson. And Jen Kirkman. <laughs> oh, you go, you go I, I accept this job, but one thing. I think I that'd have be good. We have... could co host it. That's the, I mean, because no one's going to be able to replace John Stewart. Who will replace him? An Australian you and need a chick. Two people, a woman and a foreigner. I'm on. You I'm, know what? I'm into this. Just for that, to be honest, just yeah. for those two years that they, where it doesn't quite work out before they reboot it with the proper person who takes it over forever. We'll have such a great time. We just need two years. I don't want to do the Daily Show forever. No, no, no. We do it for two years. years, And we get so much press because people either hate it or love it. And we're on the same side. It doesn't have to be like we're contentious. Like he's, we have the same politics. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, we're not. It's just passing back and forth. No, I mean, it's just my curiosity about your country that you can explain back to me gives people an opportunity to look at their country in a new way. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. Oh, now that's he, the pitch. That's what we're pitching. I'm pitching this now, right? Because John Stewart. This is such a good. Dick. I just read. Well, I just read that he's leaving twenty minutes. But here's the thing I was going to say to you too about. Um, there's a lot of like I like to read Buddhist stuff and um, or listen to stuff, mm-hmm. and they always say be a. Um, you don't have to be a Buddhist. You don't have to be in the religion. Like really, only the most hardcore like monks or Buddhists. But right. be a Buddha, which is just someone who's just like. I don't really have to do anything to make the world a better place. I mean, you could argue that Steve Jobs changed the world so much is better because of the technology he invented, yet sure. the way they go about it, sweatshops, blah, blah. Sure. So there's equal good and bad. A regular person that's probably not going to achieve that level of changing the way we do things in the world, like in, in a, it's not even a religion, but in a whatever, like Buddhism, your goal is to kind of get up, tend in your garden or whatever, sit down, be peaceful, cause no harm to others. And if you can get through a day of doing that, you actually are making a difference in the world. And uh, it isn't enough for most people because I think our egos get involved and then you just start fucking yourself up. I mean, I think there's an element of that, but I also think There's something to being like okay with that. I think that we undervalue the amount of people who do do that in a way that they don't process is that. I think the regularity That's what I, mean, yeah. I think the regularity of life. You know, my I look at my family and the people who where I grew up. Yeah. You know, they go to football on the weekends and then on in summer they go to cricket on the weekends and the the town is built around a ritual and everybody knows each other and in a way, you know, my dad's a farmer and he goes out and they tend to the farm and they you know go home and they you know they live in that house and they he lives on that same road and he has done all his life. I mean, to be honest, yeah. that's that's all he did. He literally didn't move away from the road he was born on. Yeah. He went, this will do me. And he went, I can like, I'll just go out and milk cows and like, you know, bale hay. And it's a weirdly, medi- it's, just, a, it's a ritual, it. a meditation. Like it's a, I've lived in Sydney for 15 years. He's been to Sydney twice in 71 years. That's crazy. You know I mean? So in some way that is a very, I mean, it's always weird. I've been more than him dad, and I'm from America. Right. <laughs> 
He's not saying my house. I've owned my house for like 10 years. My father hasn't set foot in it. That's great. Right. I mean, I guess it's not no, crazy because he's an older man. But what man I want to point, yeah. point out is that that's his part of the world. Mm-hmm. He just went, I was the opposite. I want to see everything, you know. Yeah. I want to go everywhere and experience everything. That's what I want, you know. Um, they say you got to know what you're running to or what you're running from. And I'm a running from, you know. I didn't want that. I didn't want right. to be in that one place. But there is part of me that understands, oh, yeah, what if you just went, no, nah, this is enough. Yeah. I'll just make this my world and be happy. But I feel sure like I'll have my struggles and my yeah. whatever. But my dad never, well, I can't imagine my dad ever looks at other farmers and go, oh, fucking why is that farmer getting that opportunity? <laughs> his milk's shit. I've fucking seen his milk. It's fucking, com- oh, if you like that fucking sugary fucking commercial milk, but this is fucking, this, well, is, sure there is. this is fucking HBO milk, mate. <laughs> this is fucking NG boobs out, fucking full you cow porn. I was though- milking this cow when a bull was fucking it. <laughs> This is fucking proper fucking farm milk. Mate. I had a therapy session when I was milking the cows. <laughs> but I feel like you, because I observe you in your in your life compared to the way I look at the way that I go about my day to day. And I just, if I were to write an essay about you, even though you're traveling the world and you're living in all different kinds of places and you might see it as running from, I was surprised you said that. I thought you were going to say running too, because in your day to day from waking up to going to bed, you seem to have this, even if you're in Dallas or on the road or whatever, this, uh, quiet, peaceful routine kind of life. Like even within your craziness of flinging yourself around the world, you have a routine and a life and a, Thing, almost like a farmer I'm, in a weird way. You've taken it with you. There is a certain ritual to my life. Yeah, no I think it's great. There's no doubt about I that. I think that's why you're kind of a peaceful person. I think that there's something about, I, I'm. you know what, I think the greatest gift that my father gave me. It's best of both worlds. Uh, was definitely, well, there's a lot, but I think for what I do, like the quality that I actually use in my life that he gave me uh-huh. is the capacity to be peaceful by myself. Yes, exactly. That's the toughest thing. People, I know friends who won't go to the movies by themselves or wouldn't eat a meal by themselves. The majority of movies and meals that I go to and eat are by myself. Yeah, movies, I don't even get why you would go with someone else. Why would you? And you don't want to go with me because if I am with someone else, I'm talking. Oh, yeah, I have right. questions. Oh. I get confused. What do you mean? I get confused. What do you mean? By I get confused pretty easily. By plot and stuff? Yeah, I'll say like, let's say that someone does a movie where they kind of start from the end and no one knows what's going on. Right. I just want to make sure we all don't know what's going on. Right? Okay, right. You're, 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 oh, you have that sort of like, am I the only one who doesn't yeah. understand? So I might it. have to check in. Yeah. I've, I used to take to taking uh, with friends. I went to the movies with regularly take like a pad and pen so I could write down. Uh, questions, questions I had so I could ask them after. Okay, so that scene where he was in space, um, we all didn't know if he was going to survive, right? Like I, yeah, no, Jen, we didn't know yet. Okay, right. I don't know. But if I'm alone, I can just not really know the answer, not care. Right. Then I talk to people a week later. I'm like, oh, that's what happened. But I'm okay if I'm alone. Right. But if I'm with someone, I'll start talking. But anyway, I don't understand going to the movies because you can't so talk you to someone. So you would be like, you know, hey, so did we all get the Ding Gong Girl? No, I'm <laughs> not going to spoil it. Oh, no, <laughs> I didn't say that. But oh, and then the last I did, thing. I just I, wanted to freak people out because I, I, kind, of have a, I kind of have a fuck spoilers policy on this podcast. But normally if we're going to oh, talk. totally. But normally if we're going to talk um, about something, I will start the conversation with enough kind of ramp up yeah. into the fact that I trust people are adults who are listening. And if 
I start saying I went and saw Interstellar the other night and it's got this big twist at the end and I've given them enough time to go, you know what? I should turn that off. I should. But <laughs> yeah. I just love the idea that I was just going to like spoil the end. <laughs> oh, of and Gone Girl, when she got pregnant and then threw the baby out the yeah. window. That's yeah. what it's. She goes, God, you're a gone girl. You're a gone girl. <laughs> it's the final scene. It's really cool, though. It always confuses me because right. it's another oh, so Affleck the, movie yeah. with Gone Baby Gone. But did the baby, the, the, I think the mystery is it's kind of like the end of uh, Thelma and Louise because they throw the baby out the window, but you uh, don't know whether. She could have lived. Maybe, oh, wait. Maybe the baby could have landed on something. In classic Tovop, I was about to say something else, but you just reminded me. So I hadn't seen Thelma and Louise since the 90s. And in the 90s, it was this big. Uh, feminist debate. Is sure. it anti-feminist because they had to die? Like couldn't, you know, couldn't oh, they right. live? Can't know. they just, yeah, be heroes and live? But I now look at it as very, fe- it's not, it's feminist in the way that it's just a fucking movie that women were in and it's great. It's a feminist movie in the way that it was a popular movie that had two female leads. They were killing men rampantly and it was great. And Brad Pitt was the eye candy. Exactly. Like it was the classic opposite of one of the, like a Bond movie. Yeah, it was great. But uh, so I went to just watch some scenes on YouTube the other day and the comments are amazing because they're all young people and God bless, they're not um, being mean, they're just stupid. They're like... why? And also, by the way, yeah. that's a great bit of wisdom. If people could think about that a little bit more. What? When, when oh, people, you're not like, being mean, you're just lot, stupid? Yeah. Like a lot of the time. Maybe don't say that. A lot, no. Just think but it yourself. in your head, think Yeah, yeah. Like when you think someone's being mean, normally they're just stupid. Like, you know, when yeah. you think someone's like getting in your road, like you're... Because you're, you're so smart, you're analyzing their, yeah. their intention. No, they're just stupid. They have or that none. person who like um, didn't order that, like they've been in the Starbucks line for fucking like five minutes, but they get up to the counter and then they're like, oh, what should I have at Starbucks? Yeah. You're like, just because you like have... Or the airport's the one. I travel a lot. So when people are bad at like unpacking their laptop oh, and yeah, taking off Clooney. their shoes... Oh yeah, you're Clooney. You're up in the air. Like, the fuck is going on with you? But yeah. they're not mean. They just travel once a year they're as stupid. opposed to your once a week. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're not even, well, that example, they're not even stupid. Well, they're just inexperienced. And some people like, are stupid. You can look ahead oh, and please. start to assess the situation. Listen. If yeah. everybody else is taking out their laptop and taking off their shoes, there might be Do a chance. I have to take my shoe off? Right. Yeah. What well, if I put on my hands? <laughs> like there's a. <laughs> right. But that's. All right, wait. So the comments are like, I don't know. I think like they shouldn't have killed him. I mean, Rapes bad, but so is killing. Oh, it was so great. And then I one mean, was that's, like, "That's also a good bit of advice." One though. was like, "Damn, girl, they kill themselves just because they lesbians." Like somebody actually <laughs> overthought it. Like sh- they thought Thelma and Louise realized they were in love, and like, well, we're gonna fuck, so we might as well kill ourselves. But anyway, Why? my whole point of everything we're saying to wrap it up, uh-huh. not to wrap it up, but <laughs> yeah, to wrap it up. Anyway, in closing, <laughs> but what I think. Uh, that everyone should watch. I watched it last night. I had a bit of insomnia, but what uh-huh. I call delightful insomnia. Okay. And I've actually only slept about uh, three and a half hours, not consecutively last night. And I don't know what it was, but every time I woke up, I went, well, I'm supposed to be awake. And All I right. went and packed a bag and I did this. And So that's the exact example of what I was talking about earlier in the podcast. What? Of being in the moment, of accepting whatever the well, moment is. Well, I've never is. done that before. Like instead of going, I'm awake now and Shit. I will get stressed out about that. Yeah. And then you can't Tomorrow get back to I can't sleep. Do this. You just yeah. think, I have one with sleeping now. And it's a very simple like shift in mindset. But if I wake up in that situation mm. and I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, it's two hours and I want to get back to sleep. And then suddenly your head's like, oh, you need to get back to sleep. I This is where I go. I say, you know what? It's actually just nice to lie down. Yeah. Like, it's actually Even if really I'm not relaxing asleep. to lie Here down. I am. Yeah. I'm just like, this is fine. 
Yeah. Why don't you just think about something nice while you lie down? Like if it was the middle of the day, you would be wrapped to just be able to lie oh, down. Like let me just lay down and fantasize right. about something. About something. Or just think through your – like Dave, not in a bad way, just in a like, here's what I'm going to like do. Yeah. And I guarantee you, you will fall back to sleep. That usually happens to me is I usually enjoy that. Let me just lay down because if right. it's like morning insomnia. This was like weird 2 a.m., but – I had an idea, but not in a stressed out way. I got up and I repacked this suitcase, which was only interesting to me. But then at at 4 a.m. I woke up and I went, God, I loved that movie, Dave Chappelle's Block Party. I'm going to buy it on iTunes. Did you ever see it? Yeah, sure. I saw it years ago when it came out in the movies, so I don't really remember much. And looking at it now from when I saw it, I'm two different people. So I really loved it in a new way. And it's kind of what you're talking about. And again, I don't have Dave Chappelle money by any means, but I have a little freedom. No one has Dave Chappelle. No, no one has Dave Chappelle money. Some people. Even even though he walked away from 50 million, he still got a lot of money. Well, that's how much money he has. He walked away from 50 million. You can normally tell how much money someone has by how much money they walked away from. Oh, that's a from. really great point. You know I mean? like, well, why would I want two of this? I don't like need two of this. Yeah. Like, you know what? I got enough money. And if you can walk yep. away from 50 million, I'm pretty confident that you're not like fucking worrying about fucking payday coming well, around. Well, it's so interesting that I had insomnia, felt like watching it, and then we kind of like last minute finalized this because you're kind of in that place. I'm in that place. I'm going to New York in a couple of days for a few months and, and I'm already dreading coming back. I, I think I want to be there for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think I want to move back. Well, who knows? Who we'll knows? see. I'm, I'm just, just hashtag and, blessed well, but just to be and, in the moment. Right. But just go and do what you're doing then. I'll do what I'm doing. to be there yeah. however. And, and the worst case scenario is it'll make me miss LA and good news is I have an apartment here. I come back. Right. Great. There's no lose. Nothing to lose. Yeah. If I decide I want to move back there, I will make that happen. I've done done it before. So anywho, I'm watching the movie, but I'm like, here's a guy who had the freedom and the money to do what he wanted to do. And everyone at Comedy Central, what's he fucking doing? And he, I forgot this part of the movie that he goes back to Ohio and gives out tickets and says, you're going to get on a bus and you're going to, we got you a hotel. And he gave like this entire student body of like, you know, the band, like tubas and saxophones. He gave uh, an, an entire like pretty low budget high school, like high school band and like people in his neighborhood, the woman that sold him cigarettes in the convenience store who he never really talked to. And she's like, why well, was always freaking out on the inside that it was you. And he's like, get on the bus. You all have hotels in New York. You're going right. to go to a, a rap block party in Brooklyn. And then a lot of it's white people too. And they're like, well, I don't know what rap is. And he's like, you'll love it. And they all go. And that's what he spent his money on. And to make the movie that Michelle Gondry or Michelle Gondry filmed. I mean, he put a lot of money into this it's, fucking thing. And Kanye's there and Jay-Z and Common fucking, and the Fugees reunite. It's unbelievable. Fucking awesome party! He threw a block party in Brooklyn and just brought a couple, like a bunch of cool people, and made like gave some people. And this is the greatest thing about it: gave some people literally the best moment of their entire life. These people, these people from Ohio, they would have been some of them never, never. They never would have had the money forever. Yeah, they never would have had the money. They never would have had. There was old white men that he invited that probably would have been like scared to go to Bed Stuy and see black people. And it was this beautiful. I was like sobbing and I'm like, this is wonderful. I was in the best time. It was so. And it was one of those things where I was like, when I first saw this, I was really struggling and have anything going on. And now I'm on the other side of it where. I, I I know that I can do the things that give me the paycheck. So that's good. I always have that skill. Thank thank everyone. Right. Now, what do I want to do? And I'm going back to Brooklyn to live the way I lived when I was 24 because truly that's when I was happy and I'm going to do stand up every night and finish my book. 
And that shows me that's what I love to do. Do I uh, know how to write and act and be in TV shows? Yes. And I will come back and I'll do that in the spring. But it was that thing of, oh my God, I understand his heart. And I understand that as he's filming this, there's talk shows having him as the center of debate that he's not even part of. Like, why would you walk away from that? Well, look what he's doing. He's like able to do this beautiful thing. He's doing like, what point do you get to? And, and this is what this year has taught me a little bit. Um, what point do you get to where you're just like, can I just do what I want to do? Yeah. And he, That's why was, we started. He was at that point. Like, you know, he was like, there just must have been a point where he was like, hang on, shouldn't I just fucking do whatever I want to do? Yeah. I've got heaps of money. Everyone yeah. loves me. I'm fucking brilliant. At what point do I stop caring about all this other shit? And like, yeah. and for me, that's a bit like what I've been trying to funnel my like attention to with my work and stuff. It's like, ah, oh, fuck it. We're here anyway. Let's, let's try to do something good, you know, like, or something interesting or something that I like at least. Well, I think like if you're looking at it from the outside perspective, my friend with 10 kids in an office job might go, your life is so exciting working on fill in the blank TV show. And I might accept it through her point of view and go, right, right, right. I won't go for anything else because uh, that she's right. a good right. show though. I saw a couple of episodes. Oh, thank of you. Yeah, really I don't good. want to brag. Well, you should. It's like, it's, it's actually It's really good. good. It's really good. It's coming on DVD for right. Christmas. Uh, and Blu-ray. Blu of course, Blu-ray. you got to get Blu-ray for the special. Events. We're actually going to do some special VHS, like vintage copies oh, of yeah, right. Urban Outfitters. Nice. Yeah, just beta? Want... Any beta? No, no. That's a good idea, though. You should, though. Maybe I mean, a re-release. Yeah, just a limited edition. <laughs> what was this big show? <laughs> XYZ insert show here? <laughs> Fill the blank. <laughs> But it's like, so then if I filter it through other people's perceptions of how yep. much fun I'm having, then I could easily just go, well, I should be having fun. And if I go, but I'm not. And it's okay to say I'm not having fun doing right. fill in the blank TV show. It's only because I'm this artsy fartsy type. And some people aren't. Some some people we know that do the same thing we do for a living aren't artsy fartsy. Right. And so I am. So I'll always go back to... Um, let me be artsy fartsy for a little while. Then I'll go back to the big ping thing and I'll keep going back and forth. Cause I need that refresh refreshing all the time. I was thinking, we and I think that's great. We were talking, uh, before we started the podcast about a gig I did in, uh, Oklahoma the other night. Well, in a place called Norman, actually where I was, it was a tiny little bar gig. It was oh, freezing okay. cold that night. Mm -hmm. Um, wonderful guys who ran it they were good comics who were also on i really enjoyed watching them they were like they were doing kind of clever stuff and it was it was a fun environment yeah all the people who were there were comedy fans but it was a very cold night it was like you know uh below 20 degrees american whatever Woo! it is which is like below zero australian i think or something it's so, bad <clears throat> it's cold i'm just getting my uh, no and it was in this um, – because uh, that, that's how cold it was. That's how good a storyteller I am. Like, Jen has had to get – got chapped just listening. Just listening no, to I'm, the story. I'm always eternally dehydrated. Guys. So um, uh, they um, – there was a little space heater. Like everyone was gathered around it. It was oh like a God. cold bar. You know what I mean? Like not necessarily uh, what you want to come onto it at like a comedy room. Everyone in their like beanies and their big jackets huddled around a space heater, you know. But – It sounds nice. But they were – yeah. So this is my whole point. Yeah. You're in this tiny little bar. There's probably 30 people there at the start. By the end, like maybe 60 and a good, like, you know, solid crowd. All comedy fans all wanted to say hello afterwards, listen to the podcast, stuff like that. I thought afterwards, I'm in the alleyway, like smoking a joint with this guy in an alleyway in like, you know, in <gasps> Oklahoma. Yeah, I know. In the fucking freezing cold, not even sure if like that's something that like it's worth the cold to like, you know. Right, like, exactly. I even, but I was like... And I was having this moment where I was like, is there any, 
I'm happy. Like I'm happy. This is actually what I enjoy doing. Yeah. Like I'm enjoy. I enjoyed tonight's show a lot. Like I like. I I don't get any less joy from doing that show. I mean, I'm gonna love the shows that I do at the fucking concert at hall the, in the opera, Sydney house. opera house. Yeah. But I the guys were actually joking about that. They were like, "Oh, you know, this is a bit different." I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it's different. Yeah. But I won't get any more or less joy out of those two things. But no, but the you joy know. level, no, of right. course not. I different. mean, and it's funny too, because I'm, I'm assuming with the opera house, the type of joy you'll get is obviously the joy of performing and the sound of the crowd, but there'll be a little bit of editorializing going on in your head as there would be in mine going, I'm at the Sydney opera house. I had to sell out, you know, another, right. add another show or two yeah, or whatever. Sure. So that, it's almost one of those things where it, it does, of course, mean a lot. But for the artist, it you it only starts to mean a lot when you start to add what it should mean to you onto it. Right. It does actually feel the same as a 30-seat room. The same. And that's, and that's what, the weirdest thing. Yeah, that's what like, some people um, uh, will die from in this business and some people will thrive on. Right. You know, I feel like, yeah. Yeah, and there are some people also, or there's probably even stages of your own career where you think – Oh, once I get to this many people or this, this sort of thing, then I will feel like this. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, at least for me and in my experience, mm-hmm. that's not been the case. In fact, the thing that I've realized is that you never know when that gig you're going to love is going to be. Like I had a really, mm-hmm. I, like uh, the late night Friday gig in Dallas I did the other night, there's a lot of drunk people, you know, like it was just one of those. Typically like, the worst. having like fights The worst and night, like right? That, just the in worst the show, yeah. Good show. Like people were enjoying it, but like. But you know, but it's I, usually the worst audiences, yeah, right? Friday show, late show, yeah. Right? Then, like the Saturday, like early show is like one of the top five shows I've done this year. You know, oh, like, right. It's the same place. It's a different night. Like, yeah. It's a different time. I don't, and it's like it's a two hundred fifty people on like in Dallas. Yeah. It's not the anywhere near the biggest show or the most like, but it was just a fun show. The yeah. audience were great. There were some cool people in the front I could talk to. My my yeah, my improv all went well and weaved together and everyone thought it went you know, it was just and you know, they're the nights where you're like, you know what? Like fifteen minutes of this was just me making up shit. And if I'd asked the audience to differentiate like in between like laughs for that and my actual jokes, I'm sure they would not have been, you know, like, yeah, yeah that's the they're best. The, they're the best uh, nights. Yeah. And well, also because then you get to have fun for yourself. Well, I can't you do know, that do at your... the fucking Sydney Opera. <laughs> no, you can't fuck around. And also you're too, probably too far away from the audience. Just having gone in, I haven't seen a show there, but I'm assuming you're not very close to the I'm front row. I'm just going to do about three and a half months of crowd work. <laughs> That's, that's what I would love if you tried to repurpose Dallas crowd work. Who voted for Obama here? Oh, no one? Okay, sorry, Australia. Didn't realize you couldn't vote for American presidents. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's my fault? I, I and think, then you just I yell, you've changed any, and walked off. I don't think anyone who voted for Obama in the <laughs> Dallas audience either. I think it might have been the exact same response. Well, you know, I was there in 2008 no, they, they talking about both Dallas, presidents. Dallas uh, elect Democrats, people told me. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I, one of my favorite shows I ever did in Dallas was was the, the elections were coming up. The room was split. Mm-hmm. It was like people who love John McCain because of Sarah Palin, not, right. not like despite. In, despite. Yeah. And then... Um, and then diehard liberals, or not liberals, Democrats, because I, as a liberal, I am offended that people think Obama's a liberal. He, right. I wish he was everything I people thought he was. I wish he was a socialist no, liberal. No. He is, I mean, at this point, I'm pretty much believing we have a shadow government and everything's a joke. <laughs> I mean, I'm that person now. Right, yeah, yeah. But, um, 
But Unfortunately, uh, it's nowhere near as sinister as that. It is uh, literally I just wish. the fact that major corporations. Well, that's what I mean. Like, but run, aren't corporations know, the yeah. shadow government? That's all I mean. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, but you've got to be blind not to see that. That's not some conspiracy. There's a lot you don't of. Have bl- to like, oh, no, no. The Illuminati sign. That's just a fact. Like the big, it is just a fact, but yeah. I'm telling you, spend a little you more can time read here. It out in the newspaper, it's not like you don't have to go to some weird. Website, I know, but I'm so. telling you, I'll get a lot of hate. If I said this on my own podcast or on my Twitter, people go fucking nuts about that. They don't want to admit what? that. What do you mean? Corporations own things. They like that. They create jobs. The people have been. They do create jobs, but they but, can't but do you it know unfettered. what I mean. But they haven't paid their taxes. Like right. my dad is a working class guy who's been convinced. That it's ridiculous. that that Wall Street and corporations running America is a good thing. I'm one of these convinced. Pe- I'm one of these people, by the way, who has an iPhone. So it is conspiracy I, to those, right? I have an iPhone. Did you get the new one finally? Yes, finally, like two days ago or whatever. Oh, but gee, I finally have a, a, an actual phone. Uh, as anyone who follows me on Instagram would have noticed, because <laughs> I haven't been active on Instagram for about. Are two you years. are you on it now? Yep. It's so fun, right? Oh, you know, I like it. Now with the iPhone? I oh. wish that I'd had it this year. You're telling the audience, right? At Willarius. I'm going to find no, you. I didn't think you had to find me, but no, I was telling the audience. I don't think Willarious. I follow you on Instagram. I'm going to find no, you. because I'm just about it now. And so, I, no, it's nice because when I'm traveling. Like, I've, it's yeah, I've extra opportunities year, for jokes. If you see a thing in the road. Anyway, we went thing. way off the tracks. Oh, anyway, what was uh, Dave Chappelle, 2008. Okay, Everything's great. what I'm going to do. I'm going to pause it for a second. Be recording? Yes. We were recording, but it... Uh, I thought you said, no, we're not. Yeah, but then we started recording. Oh, I didn't know we started. <laughs> uh, well, we didn't anyway. So the good news is... Well, how do we start over? Well, we don't have to. We can just... Oh, so I didn't miss anything anyway. We, you were going to tell me about we the Navarro thing. We missed the whole thing. fucking Cleveland story that we just told each other, but we don't need to tell that. No. Uh, on the, oh, no, we hadn't started recording. I really wish everyone heard this terrible man... Who's on first? Shit. I'm like, are we recording? Because oh we're having like a not oh. intimate conversation, but like maybe not for the mic. No, and you're I, like, no, I no, just, we're not. And then I I'm like, lost, good. Then we I kept lost. talking. I'm like, wait, are we recording? You're like, yeah. I'm like, I don't think so. And then you got confused. I, I got confused. <laughs> Look, you know what? It's I've, the daytime. But we've been drinking in the day. No, was, you're not supposed to say that. But also. Every podcast. I wanted to have one that was like, she's able to you know well you are i was the one who fucked it up that's true i'm not but i've also true. i've traveled from a different time zone so i did two shows last night i had to come back from dallas this morning. i went to the valley back and forth twice today right I, yeah we've all got shit going on i'm going back to australia tonight <laughs> i this mentioned i had insomnia are you going back yeah you know yeah. and i'm doing the podcast like <laughs> i lost track you're hardcore i can't I believe you fit all this we in talking on air or off air anyway the point is anyway, it doesn't here. matter about all the details of fun things you tell me about weird people but what I want to know is, you, we thought we put the story of Dave and Amanda in arrest, which we have. Yep. And they have too. Yes. Although you sent me something really funny that you're like, <laughs> I feel I, like I almost I thought I was up. out, but they drew me back in. I think I almost teared up when I read it. It was so sweet. You're like, well, the issue of Tattoo Magazine has come out with them in it. It's so bittersweet. I was like... Wait, why do you still know this? So bittersweet. If anyone kept following it, you know that the listeners would bet it would have been me. And it's you. And then I, what is Tattoo Magazine? And then they, <laughs> so they must have done an issue when they were still a couple. And when then it came couple, out. they did like a photo shoot oh, for Tattoo Magazine. I never and saw it. because of like the lead time for magazines, it's been a bit of a time. I imagine. I haven't investigated this This is good this advice fully, for couples. But... 
Don't do a magazine shoot. Oh, just don't know do a that it's lead magazine. Just shoot. know how real it is before you do it. Wait six months. Wait, but wait. Did you? You <laughs> never sent me a link. I was like, send me a link. I'll and, send you a link. It's all over her. In fact, it's her avatar on her Twitter at the moment. Oh my god! Is the picture from? Tessie I know magazine. who the next Mrs. Dave Amanda is. <laughs> Amanda. I mean, you have stayed on board. I've jumped off so long ago. I'm one less. I'm like a person who's writing fan fiction about a TV series that's been cancelled. No, I think you're in like, love. I've been like, I, I, I can't <laughs> let it go. You can't let her go. I think you're in love. <laughs> I'm the person who keeps watching the last episode of Breaking Bad over and no, over. You're taking you now. You're you are in love. So wait. So was it? Uh, were they bittersweet, or you just were? They didn't I, tweet. Like <laughs> she tweeted the magazine out, like in the photo shoot. Mm. And I thought for her that must have been a bittersweet moment yeah. because she is so delightful and lovely and, you know. <laughs> I, you would know better than me. I don't know this, the delight that she I is. I think she is. I think she is. I think she's a shapeshifter. Otherwise, I got no beef. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I just feel like she's someone who's like obviously got a bit of talent and a bit of like, and, you know, she's trying to find a place within that world you know that's what i feel like i feel like she's got something special to offer the world but she hasn't quite worked out sure and i have all the sympathy empathy and rooting for her in the world that i do because if there's dave navarro exists she should be allowed but also i don't wish ill for her oh god no me neither no harm but i if she's successful in fact if anything as someone who's followed her from an early stage i could really claim that i was onto that shit if anything i want it to really work out for her so i can be some sort of fucking prophet and people you can write her a letter people will start listening to this podcast they will be like he is a predictor he'll be the guy he was the guy who said the beatles were gonna be big right that's what i want that's already happened it's already happened you know the prophecies on this podcast only (laughs) with my episodes wait so wait uh, remind me to tell the audience that I told you the Clint Eastwood thing, but you, um, listen, I root for her too. And maybe someday you'll write her a letter the way that that lady on Facebook right. wrote you one. I just think she's a bit of a shapeshifter. Like if her next boyfriend's a cowboy, is she going to be right. like, yeehaw? And like, you know, wearing cowboy boots. Like I'm just right. saying. But that's, Bowie's a shapeshifter too, you know? One but he's shapeshifting his own time. self. He's not doing it to please yeah, his but partner. All, but you know, maybe he's influenced by the times. and the- That's fine. But I don't like when women look like their man. Jennifer Aniston does this. We've talked about our buddy right. Thoreau, Louis, my buddy Justin. I kind of feel like she Jennifer's has a her shapeshifter. Own thing and then she attracts people who are kind of like no. who look like her. Nope. I don't know. Oh, we could debate this all day and we don't have time, but no, you're wrong. <laughs> okay. Trust me. We'll just cut to the end then. <laughs> but wait, so tell me what happened with so uh, did Cleveland? she tell you anything about you became people don't know. Friends we haven't even the... talked to them about Cleveland yet. Have we? No, you said uh, you said on one podcast that you met a girl in Cleveland who yeah. used to date Dave Navarro. So I did she a was... radio show. Yeah, okay. And she was on the radio show, and she said that she dated Dave Navarro. You must have been freaking out, trying not to, you know, trying to be a professional radio person, but uh, not interrupt and be like, the... I do podcasts all the time about Dave Navarro. I mean. <laughs> The style of the show meant that I could be inquisitive. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because I was clearly like... You're part of the gang. You're yeah. like, and you know. And my eyes lit yeah. up. Because, you know, to <laughs> them, they've literally like thrown this Australian comedian that they know nothing about into this interview situation with this girl who's talking about how she dated Dave Navarro. And let me tell... And suddenly, yeah. I have lit up like you know what i mean like it's yeah. like my specialist category i know everything about him i can <laughs> reference the band i can make appropriate jokes that make sense in well, the context wait, let me, i didn't expect that they're like oh my god this is like your special area let me tell the audience that 
I didn't like talk to you, so I didn't really know what was happening. And then a week later, I was in Cleveland and she was, I was on that same radio show and she was not on with me, but she was going to be on the next segment. She was, she, I guess she comes in every week. She's like the hottie of the week. She yep. sleeps around or whatever. So I figured that was her. And I was I like, that's the jingle, but no, but they said hottie of the week. Right. That's what she they call the it. But sleeps around. I don't yeah, know. You added that. But then I walk by her and I'm like, Ugh, I got like kind of a, you know, morning vibe from her that was like dirty <laughs> and I sent you an email that was like I just got an STD from walking by right. her yes. please get tested I hope you didn't sleep with her right well I didn't so I can <laughs> say that uh but I will say something that will make you feel she's little... very Navarro-esque she is very Navarro-esque uh but she actually was very lovely she came <laughs> to my show on the Sunday night and I wanted to go and see um Method Man, who was like playing across the road at the House of Blues. Oh, oh yeah, literally, right. like yeah, footsteps literally across. across yeah, Method Man and Red Man, and oh, it was fun. like, and I, it was like uh, the show finished early on the Sunday. Yeah, and like I had a few hours to kill before I had to go to bed, and I was like, well, what better thing to do than go and see that? But I didn't have a ticket, and she knew some dude who worked on the door. Yeah, or she did. And, <laughs> and uh, got us in, which was like very generous of her. Yeah, and then I got to be in like a giant bong with like. <laughs> 800 black men and one Australian. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and a Dave Navarro as <laughs> goth girl. And uh, and it was fun. It was yeah. really fun. And I got to see like a, a – there was this moment in the gig because it was really cool because it was like – because it's kind of convenient to New York, um, there was a lot of Wu-Tang Clan people there and it was like a big crew and people were rapping and it was a real celebration. Yeah, I forget right? that it is, yeah. And, and the other thing is that – um, they had this kid. It was one of the coolest moments in showbiz I've ever seen in my life. This like child uh-huh. who's come out. I can't. I don't know how old the kid was. I'm not good at kid, guessing kids' ages, but somewhere between seven and twelve. Sure. Like this kid has come out dressed like you know the rappers, mm-hmm. like in full bling, the whole thing, and then just busted like ninety seconds of like the slickest fucking rhyme I had ever heard. That's and I great. was like, oh my god, that kid. In this bong, which I don't think is appropriate for a child, (laughs) is fucking, is a genius. Just somewhere in Cleveland, Ohio. I mean, it's a big deal, but it's not. On a Sunday night. It was one of my favorite moments of the entire year. Oh, that's cool. And it was because of the fact that I was obsessed with Dave Navarro. Because you lit up. And I wanted to talk to this girl. So she came to the show and then I ended up seeing this really fucking cool thing. And then got to fly to Cleveland and just go, well, that was a good week in Cleveland. Well, that's so funny because if she just, you you didn't get a ball, but you landed when they had it, right? I remember you talking about it. In the week. Yeah. I was sneezing on the plane and people were looking at me like, it's a bowler. And I'm like, that's not even one of the fucking symptoms. No, but I remember when the woman that was found with it in Cleveland landed, I was like, you were leaving like that day. I remember being like, I think Will's on a plane right now. I'm sure everyone is emailing him. So I didn't, it was, I didn't reach out. I'm the only bad person that was like, so By the way, if you're you okay, wanna, if but you, I, I knew if you, you want to freak out like an entire crowd of people in Cleveland. Oh yeah, just sneeze. I suggest to them that uh, wouldn't it be funny if the only person who got a bowler was LeBron James, and oh. <laughs> uh, you will see an entire town just like start making plans in the audience of who they will throw in front of the Ebola before it gets to LeBron. I can't imagine caring that much about sports the way I care about Dave Navarro. And what do you care about? What do you care about? I don't, you got to tell me and ask me these kind of things in advance. It's been one of those podcasts. I like I know. It. I care about everything and nothing. I mean, what is my hobby that I like to watch? What uh, do you, what, like literally. What do I care had, about? Yeah. What, what would you do if you could just do whatever you want to do? Well, I know we've talked about this. 
I would do what I'm doing just a little larger. I would make sure everyone in my ho- family had a home and never had to work again financially, right? Right. But, you're gonna do, are you, but, but what you, am I doing? Yeah, what are you doing in between working? Because you're not Stay- going to work all the time if you've got unlimited funds. No, uh, right? no. You're going to you more focus on things that you so, really want to so, do. Well. So I would take the money to make my tours a little more the way I want to do them. Right. Which is, although I wouldn't because, see, the thing is that what I'm doing now is – I'm going around the country multiple times in the club circuit because I want to show that I can do clubs, I can do theaters, I can do rock clubs. I am a a comic that can do all rooms and appeal to all people, and I want to meet everyone. And so part of me would be like, no, then I would just pay a publicist a ton of money and do a thousand-seat theater and do a one-night, you know, one-night-in-each-city kind of tour. But... I probably will do that in a year or two anyway. Like, I, I don't think I would do that right now because then I'd miss out on the experience of meeting everyone. So I don't know. I think I'm doing everything I would do except take a little more time off and travel to places that don't have comedy. So mostly I try to arrange, where do I want to go? Do they have comedy there? I'll make sure that I get paid to come. So I would just uh, maybe do a little more exploring and then mm, just put money away for stuff and then probably like high-tech surgery i'll need to look younger and stuff okay so what are you doing when you're not at work then what am i doing when i'm not at work yeah. reading reading what labels <laughs> <laughs> yes as a matter of fact no books whatever memoirs i love people's life stories i have a hard time with fiction what sort of um anything from stories? anything from the woman who um, was as awesome as Madame Curie, but she didn't get the credit. Anything from like that right. kind of memoir to like, you know, Norman Lear's. You know, her like name was Madame Cunty. It was cut, and it was but just it was with a, a bad K name. And an I. I know, but like, it it's sounded not like terrible. That nobody could say thank no. God for Madame Cunty. My thing is, I love to, I love reading. <laughs> they tried to say for a while, I was like Kuntai. No, it's not. It's, it's all Kuntai. She's not we African. All, we all know it's not we know. Kuntai. No, I wish I would like to. What I'm interested in is everything I'm not I interested if in I'll yet. I'll be able to call this episode on <laughs> iTunes Kuntai. No, you can't. Do you think? I have, a, a I have an idea. K-U-N-T, whatever. I think what I'm into is uh, I just love other people's stories, so I love reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say I'm a huge TV or movie watcher. Like Once you put me down in front of something, I'm hooked, but I don't think of it on my own. Dance is really my thing. I would what? probably go Hang see every... What? Huh? Dance? What? What do you mean, dance? A ballet. I studied ballet my whole life and tap and jazz and uh, so choreography. Dance is really my, the way sports is to other people. It's my thing. I go see every ballet and I'd probably go. Is there like, do you follow people? I follow people that used to exist. Um, My (laughs) ex-husband. That used to exist. Well, like an interesting story is my ex-husband's grandmother's cousin was a famous ballerina named Jacques Dembois. Oh, I know Jacques. Do you? Oh, okay. How would I no, we know, know, but here's what's interesting about him. He's a guy from, and this won't, won't mean anything to you, but to me, imagine if you found out that like Mikhail Baryshnikov was uh-huh. from the farm you're from, right? Oh, yeah, okay. So this guy, Jacques Dembois, was the premier American ballerino that this guy Balanchine choreographed for, the New York City Ballet, number one guy. He's from the town next to mine, Dedham. His real name is Jack Dubois. No, Jack Ahern. He changed his name to Jacques Dembois as an 11 year old. He knew. Yeah, I'm right. different than these fucking people. Uh-huh. And he, this is not for me. Yeah, and he ended up um, getting to move <laughs> like to New York. Like Russell Crowe when he was Russell Rock. He just exactly. knew. He you know knew what? that he was like not for... Not only am I different, I'm better. 
I didn't know. I'm but so, so, so this guy moved and I, I was saying to my ex-husband one day, like, do you know this guy jacked up? Boy, I love belly. He's like, that's my fucking grandmother's cousin. I'm like, what? So oh. it just, I'm interested in that. That was just a funny story, but like, I'm interested in that's. So you say, who do you know? That guy's still alive. And right. if you look him up on YouTube, he's done a lot of stuff, but I love dance. And so I'll go see any Russian company that's coming into town. Like when I'm in New York, I'll be going to the ballet and stuff like that. Like I love dance. And, but I, again, the Eddie Pepitone used to make fun of me the way I was into the Red Sox when I was into them. He goes, you're a girl fan. I'm like, yeah, I don't know RBIs and statistics. So even with things I love like dance, I don't, I just, I just want to watch it and think about it. And I like, you know, stupid shit like health. I'm obsessed with health and like uh, natural cures and all that stuff. I like my part-time job is just like researching like holistic shit and doing Pilates. Like I'm kind of, I mean, when I'm, when I'm interested in like nothing in history and going and traveling and reading, I just have like books about like places and I just read them at home. I am um, in my bathtub. I read no, shit like I, Fiji. I absolutely agree with you because I was thinking <laughs> but about like, this. That's not that interesting. No, I was thinking about this the other day. I think the main reason I like being a stand-up comedian is I just get to learn about whatever I want to learn about 24 hours a day. I know that I'm curious all the time. There's no time of my day where I'm not trying to learn. Like even if it's going to see a movie or even if it's like reading a book or whatever, this is me filling up my brain for what it is I do for my job I just want to keep filling. Like that's my job. But my job is literally to fill it up. And it allows me to be curious about things. Sometimes people will mock the fact that like we'll spend half the podcast looking things up. But I love nothing more than that. Oh, yeah. I've grown to realize that that's like a big deal. I love that yeah. though, because I like to go, I'm going to, you know what? I'm curious about this thing. Well, but do you know what? Every like episode where it. we've looked stuff up has become most of uh, the talked about ones that I've done. Yeah, just from my own I experience. people like to learn things as well. Yeah. Like we're all trying to work out the world and sometimes you're stuck in some place where you have to just think about one thing. Like the great thing about doing what I do, like the thing that I think is the real gift of it and the thing that I'm trying to enjoy yeah, is that I get to just like, create my own world in a way and I get to be interested in the things I want to be interested in and I think the thing that I resist about the television show is it demands that I be interested in just one thing for a period of time I think that's kind of why I can't name what I'm interested in is because for so long I've been stuck in a television show and even just stand up I mean I have to be interested in my own mind and my own point of view so when I have free time, I'm like, please don't give me another thing I have to study. Right. Like, I'm just whatever, but I'm very curious. But uh, Yeah, I want to learn about some things. But I, I love, like- I read like three books at once, like like at once, like 10 pages and then I, in my Kindle flip and then 10 more. Right. I just love That's every, confusing. oh, you know what the other thing I'm really into? No wonder in? you don't understand movies. I know. I'm so ADD. <laughs> you have a very, Fashion. Very I forgot to mention fashion. Yeah. For for the very, I, I love labels. clothing. I yeah. love clothing so much. I shop a lot. I window shop. I return things. I buy things online and don't shop really buy them. Windows, right? That's what you mean by window. That, right? Yes, yeah, I love only love windows. Love a window. But I love clothing and I love um, the history behind it. And it's not a dumb thing. And I don't want to do the speech from Devil Wears Prada. But I mean, like, I mean, from a... You can't anyway. I don't own the rights. <laughs> Thank you. But no, I really, I love fashion. I have on next week, though. I can get her to do it because she was in the movie. So. <laughs> I'm sure she'll be annoying at all. But I love fashion. I love decorating and stupid shit like that. Like, um, we shouldn't speculate on people, but... I, you know what? She like, bothers me. She's, I she's, she people, I went to college with people like her. Lovely. I'm yeah. sure. Listen, listen, listen. She yes. Right. In the way that I am an empathetic liberal, mm-hmm. I can find good in everyone. Right. She seems lovely. She seems okay. But I went to college with people like her and I'm like, it's not my kind of people. Uh, I've met 
Right, you don't have to hang out with her, but she can just like be Anne Hathaway over in the corner doing her own thing. Oh, God, please, and let her. But yeah. what I'm saying is when you tell me, uh, when you ask me if I like someone I'm picturing, don't want to hang out with them for right. eight hours doing this thing. Um, but I think what you said, like, too, like when you're stuck doing... Uh, That's a realization in life, though. Particularly in entertainment, I think, mm-hmm. is that moment when you, like... Because particularly when you're young, you always think it would be cool to be hanging out with the most famous people. And then yeah. sometimes you, like, get a couple of opportunities to hang out with. And you've probably had even this more than me. But, like, yeah. you know, it, like, it functions or parties or whatever, where you dip into that world. Yeah. And you're like... Oh, I would never hang out with these people. It's like, I can't crazy think of worse. to me. And then you yeah. have that moment where you're like, "Oh yeah, right. No, no, no. This is like, I think sometimes that confuses people about me at home because I like I had opportunities in my life and did go to like film premieres or openings of things, yeah, and I just didn't enjoy it. Like I just no, enjoyed doing I what hate I did more. And then people. Like, because it's a job, they don't understand. Jo- it, oh. There's a whole other level of socializing of that you have to that learn. I just don't, need like it's not that they're bad people i don't I, that's not a joke it's not no they, t- they can just do that without me they don't need me and it's not going to make me feel and good. you're not having a good time I'm there i'm happy where i am it literally answers the question like what are you interested in i would rather <laughs> well, I would, wouldn't i would rather just go it's nice to lay down like that's my judgment <laughs> i'm like I could go and see that movie or I could lay down. I want to set up like a Vanity Fair Oscars after party where there's an area where almost like the crying room in church. Did you have to go to church when you're little? Where where kids are crying, but you can't hear them. Sure. But you can lay down and there's a glass booth and you can still see the party. That's a handy thing they have in a church. Yeah. Some room that's soundproof so people can't hear children crying. It's for the benefit of the the adults. It's not for anything else. Now stop that. Now, is it also Stop looking what into about this. screams? Does it muffle scream? Yes, it does. But listen to me. The boys here have nothing to scream about. If they're uncomfortable exploring their sexuality, that's because they hate Jesus. This is terrible. I can say this because I have family members who are molested by priests and where the Kirkman family is adamantly anti-organized religion. So if anyone wants to come at me, I'll fucking come at me. I'll fight you down. It's all right. Thank we- you. It's a, it's a safe space. I know if someone says God a lot, I say it as like a fun, kitschy, oh. not ironic or not being a jerk thing, but uh, don't get me started on religion and please don't. Now, I've, I've talked about it a lot in this podcast, but yeah. I'm going to briefly summarize, which is this, because I don't think it can be said enough. Um, I think we should all agree on the shit that we all know is true and stop pretending that shit that we all know is true is not true. And there are a lot of gaps, you know, like fucking climate change and fucking the fact oh yeah i was just i made a face because i was trying to i was trying to understand what you're saying but there are a bunch of things about life about the connections we have with people about the 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 things that are inside us that are hard to explain by evolution some of them can be some of them can't be i have no problem with you explaining things that none of us can explain yet with whatever you want to explain it by but the Mm -hmm. minute you say this one's right and this one oh yeah no 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 like whatever people believe is if there is such a thing as a God or whatever a God represents, sure. right? There's no way it's that version that you are lucky enough to be born in the right country to believe. Sure. Your representation is the same as those other people also saw that thing or fucking smoked that plant or whatever the fuck happened. Yeah, on the other side of the world and they have a different whatever th- fucking happened. Yeah. But like you know, talk to a fucking bush and people went, okay, you know, we should listen to a guy talking to a bush. Like we've moved beyond that. Like it's weird. To Have make- we? Cause we listened to a lot of people talking to George HW Bush. Thank oh, you. Hey, Oh my God. Political. And, and I was just in Dallas next to the George <laughs> W. Bush library. 
I Instagrammed about that because oh I, my god, you're saying if because you're foreign, you get to pronounce library wrong, but you don't. If I have to say Melbourne for you yeah, people, you, you have to say library because library or library is like what dumb people say in America. Okay, so the one word you have to say right. All right, library. Uh, say this word to me then. The, wait, no. Library. There you go. Okay, so now, now what? say this. G R A H A M. It's a man's name. Oh, I already know your thoughts on this, but I forget what they are. Okay, this is. I know that you have an opinion, but I yeah. don't know what it is. Yeah, that's okay. So that's I'm thinking. Good, I, that's a good <laughs> level of engagement, don't you think? Like sometimes you're like, I know you have an opinion on this. I'm not hundred percent sure what it is. But I know you have firm opinion. I'm thinking of my friend Graham Elwood. Yeah, Graham. Yeah, Gra- Graham. It's got a H in the middle. Graham. 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 Yeah, Graham. I think I'm saying it Graham. Graham, you say. Graham. I'm saying G-R-A-M, yeah. right? Graham. Graham. You're saying Graham like a Graham. <laughs> okay, wait, hold. Tell, <laughs> tell me how to say it. Graham. So you're saying it should have a, a little bit of a second H beat. H in the middle. Have okay, but you're not totally pronouncing the H. You're not going Graham. Graham. Yeah, no, it's not Graham. Okay, so, Graham. so let me say it again. Graham. My friend Graham Elwood. Yeah, good. That was good. Graham. It's just giving <laughs> Graham. But then I get a southern accent. Yeah, and then you just lose it. Anyway, I want to I, talk- The name is stupid anyway. Let's anyway, agree on that. I want to talk what? to you about this. Uh, I flew out of the Will Rogers Airport. He was killed in an airplane accident. That's a bold move, Oklahoma. And Okay, unless uh, we're spelling it A-E-R-O. It's airplane. Look at it. It goes both ways. I got to start standing up for my country no, a little bit. You spell it airplane. Sure. We spell it aeroplane. You do? A- Australians, A-E-R-O? A-E-R-O. You aeroplane. do? Yes. Okay, well, then... they're transitioning a little bit now, but you know. Do it We're a bit open-minded. If you spell do what it you there... want to do. Okay. No judgments. It's a safe space. NJs. NJs. Right? Go ahead. You know? <laughs> you want to spell neighbor with an O or a U. This is a safe as space. As long as I'm everyone's favorite guest, Charlie, with a U. Right. With a U. I just winked. <laughs> and then I stopped myself so I look like I'm having a stroke. But I thought it would make a sound in the mic. <laughs> and I don't know which is worse. That you, like, you were like, you pulled out of a wink. That's what just happened. I totally it's pulled like, out of a wink. Like, I started backing up. You did the version of someone like you, where you're about to wave to someone and you realize that it's not. I don't know them. Not for you. you so I just tried to do a weird thing. I've never seen anyone pull out of a wink. Because <laughs> like... I thought it would somehow be like audible. <laughs> Com. <laughs> that's that's that, a great oh, website. They don't sponsor the show. I'm gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> but anyway, go on, go on. What's I, your thing that you're gonna say about America's that, bad? Know. What's your? <laughs> I like to pretend that you're. <laughs> that was my joke about I before about here. these talk show hosts. I'm an immigrant. Do you, you understand that, right? No, what? I'm, no, but like, like I. I'm joking. I, no, but I didn't even fully oh. understand that. Because, because I go home a lot as well. I was making a joke about John Oliver. But I live here now and I'm an immigrant. Yes. Like, I, I want this to go well. Of course I'm you not, do. I'm not anti-America. I, I, you fucking crazy. I don't want to think that I'm, I'm more anti the Titanic. Hello, hey, I'm more anti-American than you. I'm like, let's end this and start over right. with only women and minorities. You can't even say. I am is a women, minority. I'm an immigrant. Mm, white guy. It's women, gays, and people of color. There's not heaps of Australians here. There's heaps, but... A couple. I'll, All right. You know what? I've built a bit of a family. I actually really, I actually really dig the I Australians. I make the cut. No, I actually love Australians. Okay. Australians, women, Jews, gays, and oh. anyone of color can stay. Okay. That's it. White guys, wasps. Sorry, white bye-bye. guys. Bye-bye. Woo. Well, maybe that's you how know I start. 
to be honest. And we like have for, our show, John Oliver, Jen Kirkman. For the white guys you're thinking about, mm-hmm. if you offered them a trade, what here's what you'd have to do. Okay. okay. Here's the plan. This is what you could do. We could solve everything. <laughs> getting really into dangerous territory. No, no, no. As you leave the country, and I'm stuck here with the feedback from this episode. Bring, no, no. Fin- get the rest of that bottle of wine from oh, the okay, end of this. All right. You have to get talking. You feel I don't know what Will's about to say, but I have said something about who can stay in this country. It's people of color, of any color. Gays, Jews, Australian guys. I mean, gays of, of any gender. And white women. Just not like waspy white guys, pretty much. And then we, we're going to take over John Stewart in 2015. Oh, yeah, thank you for doing that. But then you just said, here's something, and then you were going to say something at the end. This is, now you made me repeat it alone, which you're going to, I know what you're going to do. Once you get back to Australia and you're like, oh, I never left, you're going to um, take this and then you're going to play it, you're going to isolate it and be like, these are the kind of people I met in America. And everyone's going to be like, oh, they're terrible up there. You know, and then that kind of thing. That's offensive. Um, so. I think I do a good. That was actually good. I actually, can I just it say one thing? Good. Will and I share an American management company. It's true. And I had a phone meeting the other day and mm-hmm. the, the guy is actually Australian. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't heard Will's voice in so long. When I, oh. <laughs> I had a meeting, I'm like, oh, I miss my Australian friend. He's like, gee, I don't know about. I think like the way we do this is like, you know, you get there when you get there and then you're like, just take your time and ride it and whatever, you know? And I was like, I miss Will. <laughs> Did I tell you that I had a meeting with David? He just, but it's this specific guy. He's so laid back and he never says anything that makes sense. He's just like, you know, Jen, it's sort of like you do that. They do this. We all do our thing. And then. You're sort of like over there, and then it's just like, whatever, it's fine, it's edgy, you're cool, you lost weight, whatever. Like, that's it. That's every meeting. <laughs> so it's nice that you hear this supportive guy who makes no sense and you think of me. I'm yeah, and I go, that. oh, I miss Will when he hears his voice. But okay. anyway, yeah, okay, Here's so what, how does it go? Because I think we're fucked. I think we've gone too far. Like everyone, yeah, you go to those places where they all love their guns and they like want to, like, they don't like black people and they... Yeah, let's take my like gun to McDonald's, whatever, right? yeah. I don't think we're going to make our way back from that, right? But there's all these other people, these good people who are supportive of all those things. Yeah. So I think we just like have to fucking make an agreement with the Canadians and we just fucking... Mm. It's like when on Survivor, do you ever watch the TV show Survivor? I've seen earlier episodes, you make an alliance. Okay, right. Yeah. So they have two tribes at the start. Yeah. And there's a point where you, because both tribes are like going up against each other, each one eliminates you know, different ones when they lose different challenges, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. There's a point in the Survivor thing where the game changes, where they basically, there's one yeah. tribe, the tribes merge, yeah. right? So this is what we've got to do with Canada, right? We've got to fucking, fucking say, let's just shake out the whole country, right? But what we're going to do is kind of like, yeah, give the kind of white guy, white homophobic, don't like black people, don't want to live in a town where black people think that, you know, you should only marry a woman and the women who only believe in that as well. They can go and have that bit, like Canada or whatever. Yeah. And then like the rest of us who want to live in harmony in this like situation can have, like, let's just shake it out a bit. And we'll it would be beautiful. Around people that well, we that's like. why I think we should have another civil war. And here's the thing, though. <laughs> 
No, I'm serious. And that's why I think we should have another Super Bowl. We should. Bowl. And I feel like everyone who's homophobic and racist, unfortunately, lives in these wonderful places that have a lot of beautiful climates in the winter. Right. So let's send everyone up to Canada. Oh, that's a good that's point, terrible. Right? And yeah. everyone that's amazing. Because America as a country, as a landmass, so is well beautiful. Be cold too. Because you yeah. know what the thing is? Like, be angry and cold. Happy, hot. Like that's where you want to be. So send the yeah. happy people to the like hot places and send the crabby people happy. to the cold places. Oh my God, happy, happy hot, hot crabby, crabby cold. cold. This is it. We figured right. it out. But here's the thing. And then there's because middle ground also, people. You can be bitter there. Like it's easier to be bitter. Now, but cold. here's here's my middle ground people. I know some some beautiful, uh, I think liberals right. and libertarians have a lot in common. There's people who want their guns. It's a constitution. I want my abortion. It's a constitution. Okay, great. Right. I can't have one because I can't get pregnant, but whatever. You know, I'm, I'm past that age, but if I could, I one. I'd have 10 abortions. But I'm just saying, like, I agree in the freedom of the Constitution. Have a gun if you need one, but maybe not a machine gun. And, like, there's right. some people who are, like, why not let a black guy or a Jewish guy who might have grown up with a Holocaust, like, 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 let them have a gun against the bad people. Right. But maybe not a machine gun. Right. So then they can be part of the middle ground. Right. So this crappy cold, happy hot, yeah. and then, like, like lethargic middle, like sort of, middle yeah. or... Moderate mixed, middle? moderate mixed middle? middle, mixed middle. Mixed no, middle. Mixed, middle. mixed middle. It's just it's kind of mixed. like, I have it's my like, gun, but I'm not a dumbass. Right. Yeah, it's mixed. Because I might want a gun too. Right. Because so you at get this some point. good weather and some shitty weather. Yeah. And right. you've got some, it's a nice place, some good points and some bad points. Like, shit. like right. no, we all hate certain right. things, but I, I had some strife growing up. So, yeah. so don't so love me in with the wasps. We have to climate match people. Yes. And then that's the attitude. If you live in, and they have that in Oh, but what about me in New York? I'm in the middle. I don't think New York would be the middle of that, would it? New York just has to be its own country. It has to just like cut I mean, itself. New York's kind of massive extremes in some ways. Just like, New York City should just exist as its own country but not have to move. That's where the government should be. That's where everything not should be. Not the government. Be. Yes, but the government. No, there's no government. Because yes, me, queen. Okay. That's what should happen. See, this is how these things get spoiled. But I'm a good person. This is how these things get spoiled. <laughs> I came up with a great idea to nice, fucking suddenly, make the world Within happy. two seconds, I'm queen. You were like, what, what about if I'm in charge? That's how literally these things I thought get I could ruined. slip that in. That but is like the perfect We just put on a perfect for play for everybody. that is wrong with the fucking world. That was like a fucking whole season of Sons of Anarchy, just what fucking happened there. That's like, oh, this will be fun. Oh, no, power corrupt and everything. <laughs> No, but I'll take answers from people because I'm lazy. I'm I'm going to the ballet. Well, I'm at the ballet. You guys can make shit happen. Anyway, tell me what you got to do. You got to get on the plane. Ah, so. What people don't know. Are you ready to tell them that? Will has a private jet and it's coming. (laughs) I won't tell you where he lives, but it is West Hollywood. Right. There's no airport here, but he has closed off Santa Monica Boulevard. (laughs) Oh, you know the boulevard. The plane is coming to take him to the plane. Yeah. (laughs) It's on a parade. He's like, oh, gay rights. I'm like, well, there's two gay rights. We know when they are. No, I put a, ra- a rainbow on the <laughs> private jet. Actually, people would be like, okay, that's yeah. cool. Oh, that, I love that Australian guy in that private jet with the rainbow on it. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's an immigrant and he cares about our rights. Oh, my God. Could you please get was, a gay rights private jet that's terrible for the environment, but you're so dumb you don't know, but you're such well, a good person. That's, why I that's a, what we talked that's about. I live in a place that has a mixed climate. <laughs> Because I'm really good on gay rights, but I'm terrible on environmental issues. I'm going to go out on a huge limb and say this is the best episode of Faux Fop ever. Not just mine, like in general. That's how cocky I'm getting about being queen. 
I'm going to call this episode the best episode of Faux Fuck ever. <laughs> but I don't want to anger other people. I don't want to. No, don't. I don't want to get the other guest Charlie's mad. They don't listen. They don't, do they? Don't I'm the only one who listens. I haven't listened I in like in like four Dave weeks. Dave listens to some. He won't listen to mine. Charlie listens to some, but not all. Um, do you think Charlie knows me? I said that like an innocent child praying before bed. Daddy, do you think Charlie knows me? (laughs) Oh, well, here's something I should mention. uh, Oh, I was going to ask if I could mention it. February 9th? Yeah, dude. uh, At the Nerd Melt Theater in Los Angeles, California, which is one of the... uh, It's a really fantastic uh, little theater out the back of a comic book store. People would have heard me talk about it on this podcast before. And and they filmed that show. Oh, of course. It's on Comedy yeah. Central there. It's on Comedy Central. Yeah. You can watch that. And uh, uh, people are familiar with it. I, I did uh, a set there at the Nerd Melt Show the other night, and uh, I've done set lists there. It's a great it's a great space. Mm-hmm. And they also do live podcasts and stuff there. The, um, you know, Dave, I know, is doing a live episode of The Dollop on December the 8th, I think. Okay. Uh, with uh, Pat Oswalt and uh, Gareth Reynolds, who does that, the show that all the time. That podcast is fucking hilarious. Oh, I can swear. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> Oh, pardon me. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, oh, yeah, you've really fucking ruined this fucking dog <laughs> with your fucking swearing. Oh, I know we're going to finish up in a bit, but mm-hmm. I, I want to tell you about this, but I also want to tell you about a, a documentary I watched on the plane today. Okay. Um, so I um, – so stay tuned, guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. documentary reviews. <laughs> Hang on. Will this be as interesting as Jen goes to the ballet sometimes but has no details? <laughs> And you are still cocky enough to call this is the best episode of Fuck Oh, it's ever. that's why it is. This is the best episode ever. That whole thing that wasn't recorded was amazing. Oh, my God. We were talking that into the mics. I did not know. Like, because that was the problem. We were talking into the mics. We're talking into the mics, but yet we're saying stuff that I think that you might not want people not, to hear. No, we wouldn't have talked about it on the So podcast. I was like, wow, this is getting crazy. That's no, why I went, are we recording? No, go, no. no. Then you go, yes. Then you go, no. And then it got amazing. <laughs> This is the best episode ever. And if people disagree, go, well, you fucking weren't there. Because what was amazing about it was right. not recorded. So get in it or right. don't. And that lady from Facebook fucking gets it. She'll write you a letter about it in yeah, 10 years. You'll be dead, but she, someone from your estate <laughs> will get it. Oh, you'll absolutely. Years. I've decided, based on some tweets and some attitudes, I think you'll be dead in 10 years. In 10 years. I think years. you're someone who's going to will yourself to death. <laughs> Literally, that's your last show. <laughs> Willing myself to death. I'm not kidding. You get so hopeless sometimes. <laughs> The best episode for someone who doesn't believe in God and stuff, <laughs> you're more hopeless than anyone. What do you mean? You, I feel like you could literally just will yourself to die. You could, as you said, I just want to lay down. By that? I think you get more depressed about things than in your heart than I, than I do. Well, here's what I would say that I and do. I think you will will here's yourself to sleep. Here's what I would say that I do think. After you say, can I pee? I, I'm like going to oh, yeah. pee my pants. Uh, well, I'll say it quickly so I don't yeah. lose this show. Yeah, you're going to forget. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about... Um, then we'll round, the, end it the up. The Red Sox and we'll talk about February 9th. The Red we, Sox? Yeah. Oh, so that's the documentary. I've given away part of it. What was uh, it? Was it... Oh, you know, I'm going to tell you after you <gasps> Oh, play. I can't wait. Okay, okay. But I was also going to make a point that now I've probably fucking forgotten. Because <laughs> I think with will yourself to die, oh, you're very okay. sensitive. Okay, here's what I think. Here's what I enjoy about life. <laughs> Shut up. No, I like <laughs> not laughing at you. I think that we are genuinely accidental in the universe. Like I sure. genuinely believe that. I believe that too. We are a tiny pocket of an infinite fucking universe. It is an accident that we're here. 
but I think we are a majestic accident. Sure. I think the fact that we can create our own stories and create our own lives, and I am infinitely amazed by the things we do as human beings. We landed a fucking... Like fucking rocket on a, a fucking comet. comet. Wrong it side, but who cares? We landed. Oh, no. it. And it, did, it kind of fucked up a, bit, a whole bunch of shit. Please. But it took 10 Beautiful. years and we tried. Like, we're going to learn shit. We've already learned shit, even if it doesn't everything. We've learned shit that we just never knew. Never had any information on before. It's beautiful. Like, it's exciting. In the same week as the fucking Kim Kardashian fucking butt photo was everything. That and that's something to talk about. about too. I guess it led to a discussion of race. Because, it's, it's all beautiful. Because, well, I mean, it's all human is what I would say. I'm not sure it's all beautiful. Sure. But it's all human. It's all part we of it. We are co- complex and flawed and I am complex and flawed. Uh-huh. And... But I know that we are also capable of so much. And so I think that sometimes I do get a little frustrated that I think I just do honestly have this feeling inside me that if we work together a bit more, we could move forward a bit more. And I feel like we're getting to a point. It's like somebody was – Russell Brand. I'm going to mention Russell Brand and then I'll let you pee. No problem. Russell Brand is my example of this at the moment because I – have a natural reaction against Russell Brand when he's like over the top with his pronouncements I, and whatever. And I have the same thing, right? but I do want park, to hear what he has to say. And when they did that Park Life thing, did you see that that internet clip where they there's a British song by no. Blur called Park Life? Anyway, there's a it's very funny. Yeah, it was very mocking to him. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? He needs to be heard too. But also, at least he's fucking using his celebrity and wealth and his voice to actually stand up for a fucking issue. And you know the reason he gets shouted down so much is people don't want you to hear these things because it's in the interest of the people who run these. Things and I like his, I you. like his thing of like, I'm not, I'm saying don't vote. I'm saying don't vote right now. I'm not saying don't vote ever. I'm saying. I mean, I don't agree with a lot of what he says, but I like that he's saying it, and I like that he's using his position. At least, it, at least it makes something. you solidify your position more. Up, up, not you, but a person. No, I, I like people like that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, sometimes yeah. I think that I, I do that sometimes get like I think that if we just work together a bit more, and yeah. that we unlock that we are capable of so many more things, and I think that we allow ourselves to be this is this is where i'll agree with you and and that ties it back to what we're talking about at the beginning of the episode and uh is and i mean this from the bottom of my fucking heart vagina feet (laughs) whatever whatever's the lowest thing on me or the most meaningful part of my whatever let's hope it's the feet the bottom of my (laughs) let's hope you know i'm 40 (laughs) and five years check back with me i'll let you know where everything is Oh, that's, right now it's that's my the, feet. That's how we monitor it. It's yeah. on the old heart, vagina, feet monitor. Which is, okay, right now it goes heart, vagina, feet. At 45, it might go heart, feet, vagina, vagina, feet. But anyway, but here's the thing, and I'm, I'm really serious about this, and I hate when comedians take themselves too seriously, but I'm not taking what we say too seriously. I'm taking what we see very seriously, and I think that should be really, really important, is we literally go around the country and around the world and we see attitudes in people. And I think more than anybody, we see and perform for people that may not agree with us, people that on a normal day we'd vote the exact opposite of, or, oh my God, you want to do what? You want to take away my rights to this? Oh, but I laughed at you. You know, we some of our best audience members might be our biggest adversaries in life, but we, so we naturally become these weird 
uh, whether we're religious or not, like almost not spiritual, but we become these beings that can actually see the good in everyone because we're just saying something silly. They're laughing. They pay. We have fun. We talk. I think that we have an insight every night that we go on stage that we every can night. stand in front of a group of strangers. Like I mean, and I, relate. And this is probably that's why how I'm, we know we're that's all one. Why I'm so into this idea at the moment. If I yeah. think about it, is. Like I was literally in Dallas, in Texas, a place I'd never been in yeah. front of audiences oh, you never been, oh, yeah, that yeah. hooted and hollered when I mentioned the death penalty. You know, they're not, you know, they're not, yeah, they're people who ha- love their guns. They're not my people, but I could get out there and mm. we could have this like lovely shows and these moments. And we have that every night. Yeah. And I do think it does give us or me, maybe, I don't know if this is a universal experience, but I think for me, it does make me think that everybody's interesting and every like you know when you do crowd work we're human i'm i'm about to go back and do which i can announce officially now they're on sale um uh, i'm doing a week of improv shows at the sydney comedy store and i just do an hour of like essentially crowd work and just riffing and talking beautiful i love it every night we're going to film them for an for an extra for the dvd Mm -hmm. they've got a name this year uh they're called what you talking about will before this may be the best episode of uh it is willing yourself to die but wait but i think the same thing is you go around the country unlike a politician who goes says their speech and like-minded people show up and cheer and then you shake hands you're not paying attention we don't know what we're getting no and And, uh, okay so uh, to and we see the beauty in it no no that's it saying exactly what i mean and you're solidifying it in my mind and that's why i like performing to new audiences i think the through you get a new audience is and particularly you and I, who will talk to audiences or really react off an audience's, you know, interpretation of our show. You yeah. know, there are some comedians who have a certain sort of way they'll just do it, but we are people who are very in tune with yeah, the room yeah, yeah. and the environment and we feed off that. The audience is an important part of what we do and often we might even talk to them or engage them or even if we're just doing our jokes, we'll just feed off their energy and where they're at. Yeah. And what you learn from that is, everyone's fucking interesting. Like, you know, or can be, has the capacity to be. There was this guy in the front row in Dallas the other night who's this, like, black guy who comes in a cowboy hat with a feather and he's there every week and he's You know, like, that's, like, five different things. And, like, everyone always talks to him. So, like, I did a whole fucking running bit about, like, how I knew that he was there for me to talk to him, but I'll get to you. Like, and, like, the whole set, like, and close. But it's, like, that to me is, like, I'll, I'll remember that guy and that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's, he's a guy, an interesting guy. I don't know everything about him, but yeah. he was like, that was fun for me. It was nice to meet that guy. Yeah. I didn't want to shit on that guy. I didn't want to be like, yeah. who the fuck are you? I was like, this is great. It Go gives us you. an empathy that like the only opportunity most people get to have to learn empathy is with their families. That's where you suddenly are given right. a big group of people that don't agree with you. And it's hard because you're something there. invested and there's holidays. So you if I if I go to a town the next day. <laughs> yeah. If I go to a town and I make people laugh that we might vote differently, well why would I take I don't think they're bad people. What I think is I have I think the country should should go this way, the world. Right. And they do too. And guess what? If you got to the bottom of it all and said, Do you both want the best thing for your country? Yes. Do you, right. do you so do, do you have so you different just, ideas? Yeah, about you what, just you just get... so how the fuck could they be a bad person? They can't and I think unless they're violent I think or misogynist a, or homophobic. That's the problem of where we're at is we become this combative thing where yeah. things are. But have I don't to be think comedians are. I think actually that's why people should I don't say, you know, we're not prophets, right? But like, listen to, like, I feel like we're the most, like, uh, 
not stable, but what's the word? Like equilibrium, like... You know what? The thing that always shits me... I'm not me, trying to get votes. No, no, no. I'm trying to get laughs. Right. Well, so I'll talk to anybody. You know what? That's a really fucking good way of putting it. You're not trying to get elected. You're just saying no. what you think. And the other... God, th- if I got elected from it, just putting it out there, <laughs> no problem. No, I'm kidding. Because um, <laughs> that would go into my laziness. And going. then I would sell your grubby secrets <laughs> to the press. <laughs> the president is always at dance and she doesn't even... <laughs> She loves ballet. That's all I'm about. <laughs> Hope you don't like your local sports team. Oh, she hates that. Uh, all right. Anyway, yeah. Pause. You go to the bathroom. Yeah, I have to be, have we'll, to be yeah. so bad. You. Okay, so we're recording. And we're back. Oh. We're actually recording this time. <laughs> this isn't a three-hour episode, is I it? Like, no, no. We haven't actually done that long. Okay, good. This will be one of our shorter ones. <laughs> Okay, I'm here but for whatever for, you're saying. For, for an episode where you said you find it hard to follow plots, we have really thrown some spanners in the works in this one. You would be frustrated by this podcast. Please don't listen back to it yourself. You won't understand. <laughs> no, no, it. no. I won't know what's happening. But I, I don't want anyone to be upset that I said it's the best episode and then I was like, oh, America needs comedians. I hope people don't think it's too uh, bombastic, grandiose, whatever, whatever the word is. If they do. But you the know whole, what? But also Fuck do. yourself if you do. Uh, yeah, but also own your moment. If that's what you think, own that. It's okay. Say what I don't you... want to, don't, hey, I don't want to own my moment. Why? Because it keeps oh, changing. That See, that conflicts, turned on you. that conflicts me in my supportive way. I'm like, do I have to be supportive of her not owning her moment? Yes, you do. Like, no, I'm kidding. That, no, but you do have to in life. Like, for example, when I said. No, I own that. I owned what I said, but I, I hope I said it well. But, yeah. And if but I didn't, I'll calm use a down. Bro- I'll use a broader world example of what I mean. Okay. What yes, is my women. responsibility as a Western man for a woman in a burqa? So I'm not going to get any controversial t- territory here. It's yeah. just I almost emotion. burst out laughing. My, yeah, like my, <laughs> no, because my thing is I respect someone's cultural choice to choose whatever they sure, want. Sure. What wear. if someone wants to? But is there a broader point or a deeper thing where I should be more concerned about the reason that those things exist? I don't understand enough about that to. Have I don't a either, opinion. and I don't know what to so say. I yeah. Go with, it's their choice and they should be able to wear whatever they want to wear. Yeah. But what is my responsibility to dig into that further? Anyway, that's not a topic to finish your podcast on. Jim. No, so that is, that's one to start on that. another one. Yeah. That's for the next episode. <clears throat> I uh, thought of you today. Oh, did you see a, uh, like a, like a model walking down the street or something? I did. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, Fabio. I couldn't think <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't think of a good joke, and then you thought of one. Thank you. <laughs> Tell me everything. I love to be thought of. That's all I really want. I thought of you today. Uh-huh. I was uh, flying back here. Uh-huh. Uh, we had already uh, kind of made vague plans that this might happen. Yes, it was kind of like if my plane got in time, you were in the area. Yeah, you know this this may happen. You've got a big show at uh, Meltdown tomorrow night at Nerd Melt, where oh, the February nine show is. Glad that. Oh, wait, would you never finish? <laughs> You said February 9th, then you described what the nerd melt was. The best episode of Faux Fop ever. There is no, no, you said we said what February 9th was, which is great. It's a date in the future. Yeah. We described nerd melt theater, yeah. then we went into what you know, <laughs> being president is all about. Yes. But it was a show that I'm doing. I think I'm doing a very a show I'm very honored to be on. You asked, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. No, you can say it. Okay, so, uh, we're going to do the oh. two. 200th episode of uh, Fofop yeah. uh, at the Nerd Melt Theatre in LA. Um, I've, I can't say it or I can say it? No, you can say it. C-A-N. 
C-A-N. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm on it. You can say it. You're Who else on it. is on it? Uh, it's the, well, it's essentially, it's, and I don't, okay. Is it all the American now, guest Charlies? No, here's what I'm going to say. It's me and Dave Anthony. Well, who well, else yeah, could it be? Of the American, yes. So, here's what I will say. Okay. And I don't want anyone who has been a guest Charlie on this podcast to take offense at this. I do. You're not good enough. I see the feedback. I know I'm one of the fucking favorites. There are certainly... <laughs> There are certainly some people that when they come into the podcast, the audience responds to, you know, like yeah. every, the audience are always very supportive of everyone. Like I said, Tony Sam was on this week. Andy he sold Peters, three they CDs. They were both really, really fantastic. Yeah. And like. <laughs> I just said that Jimmy Conti. I'm, now I'm trying to three alienate CDs people. You didn't fucking sell last week. I, no, I'm trying to alienate people. So only the right. people that really want to be. So anyway, it is my, this is my version of the DC slash Marvel, you know, Justice League slash Avengers. <laughs> like this is how I imagine it. This is the, the Tofengers, right? I love it. And so it's. It's not the Fofengers? The Fofengers. That's of course, that's what it okay, is. Okay, okay. It's the Fofengers. Best episode ever. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's the faux fenders, uh-huh. and so it's yourself. Uh-huh. It is Dave Anthony, of course, because oh. Charlie number one. Mm-hmm. It is Matt Kirshen. Oh, sure. And it is uh, Gareth Reynolds. Oh my God, yeah. I'm honored to be. Yeah. I thank you for asking me yeah. to be with it's those guys because I would have said if you were to pick three, yeah. pick them, uh-huh. and then I, I'm on the way out. Well, those guys did the live show at the LA Podcast Festival that you weren't available for because you were. I was on the road. Yes, but. Um, Yes, they are like it's certainly our American superstar team, and everybody has said that they are available for the show. So I think that will be fucking awesome. I hope it's. So the other do we have three hours blocked out? We can do whatever we want. Yeah, we're going to do whatever we want. The other thing is that uh, it's free. Well, it's not a like I'm paying for it. It's a party. I'm going to, because apparently if I book the room mm-hmm. instead of like, you know, them charging tickets, uh, I can just buy some beers and people can drink beer. You know what this sounds like? Way. Sounds what? like cool things for cool people. Sounds like cool things for cool people. <laughs> Free things this for cool people. This is fucking Dave Chappelle's block party. Yes, you're right. You know what I mean? It's Dave Anthony's block party. But this is... <laughs> But this is what it is. It's me going. Yeah, I love that you guys. Let I can me do buy a hundred seat. I've got comic to meet book all theater. these cool people, and I reckon if I put on a show with all your favorite guests, and we just like had a party and drank some beers and recorded a podcast, that'd be pretty fucking. Can cool. we bring wine for me? Yeah. Or do I have to drink beer? I mean, okay. No, 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 no. Whatever. Like, Wait. Can I ask one thing? Yeah. And also, it's a week after your birthday, isn't it? So it'll be like a little I birthday, a little American birthday is. party My for you. American birth- okay. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good angle. Thank you. I, I'm in PR. I no, no. I, it's, a, it's a birthday, uh, 41. It is my 41st birthday. 41 for Will. Um, so it's a birthday. 40 Wilderful. 40 Wonder Will. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> That's the show. That's what's happening. It's going to be the second best episode of Fofop. But then you well, said. the best like, after this one. This was the previous best. No, I, that's. Oh, best. hello. Uh, yeah. That one is going to be the second. But then you said you had to – we paused so you could uh, okay, so he's what come I'm back and say, say okay. yeah. So uh, – I'm not talking about February 9th. No, that was good. It's yeah. my birthday party slash TOEFOP 200th. Mm-hmm. So that's a shared birthday. FOFOP, not TOEFOP. FOFOP 200, you're right. We're nearly at TOEFOP 100. In fact, that, that will have already happened. I love that TOEFOP has the less <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Charlie's always like, you got much more pro- – Oh, wait. Like, because it's easier for, for you to get – like I mean, to get two you get to get two together of you together the every d- and half of but you don't you can, live there. Like, have other people on a fucking roster. So Charlie so. doesn't know me, right? We haven't we haven't met. Do yeah, we follow each no. other on Twitter? No, I don't know. How would I know that? Does he go? I love Jen Kirkman's episodes. No. Yes. 
No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I'm going to talk to him. You should. After this airs, I'm going to use it as anyway, a launching off okay. point. Okay, okay. Here's this, and then we'll finish up because I have to, you know, go to another country. And I'm going to New York. You're going to New York. This is exciting for both of us. Right. Oh, I wanted to plug your ah! show. Plug ah! your show though. Uh, you're at Nerd Melt tomorrow night doing the show. Uh, do you, is there still tickets available for that? Only the 9 o'clock. Is this going up today? Yeah, this is going to go up today. Oh, yeah. So Michael Ian Black and I are doing a pilot, a TV presentation taping. We uh-huh. have a, um, I guess I can't say what network it is, but there's a network that was like, hey, you guys specifically, we want you to do this show. They gave us the format and they're like, run with it. So we have a show called Really Good Advice. And it's uh, the, the conceit is that he and I have, uh, between the two of us, 40, uh, 85 years of life experience. Oh, nice. He has children. He's a father. Nice. I'm barren and alone by choice. So we, the yeah, two of us. It's really weird, too, because he's only 20. Yeah. <laughs> and... Don't say that. Oh, sorry. Can you edit that out? So I'll edit that out. Like so we I edited out your email address. <laughs> by the way, oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Can you just give me one second with that? Before we finish, oh, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about the last episode and then Clint Eastwood. It's literally two minutes. It no, won't be long. Anyway, so, but anyway, Michael and I have a show. Um, so it's going to be at the Nermelt Theater Monday, nine o'clock. There's still tickets left, probably just a couple. It's going to be really fun. It's a TV taping. It's really funny, but it's actually very sincere. We have real guests that are experts. We have field pieces that we'll show videos of. And he and I are going to improvise at the beginning. It's going to be really stupid and crazy and fun. So go and say that. Go and see that nine o'clock Nerd Melt Theater Monday night, the seventeenth. I know there's a few people, who and then I leave for New York the next day for months. Right. Okay. Well, go and see that. Like yeah. there are people literally who listen to this podcast. I know who live in LA and go to LA shows. So go out and support that. That seems yeah. like a really fun night. Tell me about uh, the things you want to. Well, me. didn't you want to say something? In no, the... you tell me yours. And no, because you're gonna forget. I won't. No, I won't. I know what it is. You won't? Okay. Yeah. My thing really quick is I was laughing about the last episode that you released with me yeah. because you and I taped that in July. Right. It was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, a long time ago. And then we taped another episode. An update. Uh, no, no, no. But oh, just another yeah. episode in between yeah. in August, acting like that other one wasn't going to air or didn't air. Just sometimes I... No, I totally get it. But what people don't get is like, we have our own friendship. So we hung out as friends. Then we recorded one podcast. So we'd hung out a million times since that aired. And then once it went up, even the intro we, we, we did for it was a couple weeks before it came out. So right. by the time the whole thing went up, it was like three months old. And I didn't remember it. And I didn't remember it anyway, because well, you got me drunk as... as, as I got you drunk. Not yeah, I got you. But when you hang no, out with an Australian... Like, I'm an immigrant. No, no. Don't be so, like... <laughs> When you hang out with an Australian, you end up feeling like it's okay to have drinks no right. matter what time it is, yeah, right? but that's not like I got you drunk. No, you didn't get me drunk. But also it was evening. This is the only time I've gotten drunk in the day. But it was evening. And then, um, so, but what's so funny about it is I'm sh- I didn't want to re-listen to it because every time I remember being drunk, I don't want to hear it because I'm like, oh God, it's going to be, you know, a nightmare. So people are writing, I'm so glad you and Will made up and you came back. I'm like, what? Did we have a fight? I guess I yelled at what the end did, of it. What, we, what, what was it about? I, I, I didn't listen back either, clearly, because I didn't edit out your fucking email. <laughs> well, <laughs> somebody told me that, um, and it was like gentle friendship teasing. Like I was talking about psychics and you're like, whatever. And I'm like, all right, no more foof up. I'm not coming back. But I said that and then right. we recorded another episode sure. and then recorded an intro to that one. So Oh, so you already had been back. That's I've been back twice. And like also been in your life for like three months. I'm like, what? So I was like, 
what are you talking about? I'm like, did I just have a fight with him? I didn't know what anyone was saying. That's my meta commentary on the nature of time and space. Thank you. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't we're in matter. a fight and we're friends you know, all yeah, at the same, all time. The same time. But then I guess all I was like singing. Only in this moment. <laughs> I was singing and you tried to stop me and I shushed you. I'm like, I can't listen. How can I go back and listen to that? That sounds fucking awful. Oh, I, I have no. People love that. No, I didn't. Let them you. love it, but you, I can't you listen. Me. That's what I said, didn't I? Oh, I don't know. I was singing, you tried to stop me, and I shushed you. You shushed me. That's awful. I'm never I listening mean, that to that. funny. When I heard people commenting on that, I was like, that does sound funny. <laughs> but don't you think in the moment that I probably really was sitting here singing like drunk, and you're yeah. like, all right, shh, we have to keep going. No, no. I never would have done that. Oh. I don't have any direction. Anyway, the last story is before I end, yep. is so I sent you this message the, the other day. <laughs> That's your time? Yeah. Well, I... <laughs> I was doing, I, you know, I do uh, Pilates, physical therapy, whatever. My back, I travel. Come on, I'm 40 and I travel. You don't have to justify doing Pilates. It's not like you're like... No, this isn't I, Pilates. I do heroin uh, because, you know, my back and the travel. That's true. Like, it's Pilates. No, but this isn't Pilates, Pilates. This is like physical therapy, like one-on-one. Ah, uh, pilates <laughs> It's Pilates, which would also be a great name for this episode. So I'm doing my thing and I have this very specific um, thing wrong with my um, core that someone uninitiated to Pilates would say, oh, you have a weak stomach, but it's not that. It's that I have a weak back. So, okay. So it's a whole way of exercising that I have to do. So if you Uh see a normal person doing Pilates, they can just like use their core and lift up and what? So I have to lay on this. you have to do it in reverse. I guess. Right. Like the toilets in Australia. Which don't go in reverse. I hate when people say that. It's a massive myth. If anyone, if I'm like having the time of my life on a date and someone goes to the toilets, go the wrong way in Australia, I'll leave. I had an argument the other night at this gig in Dallas where I was, because I have this bit where I tell people that koala bears aren't bears. And like this woman wouldn't believe me. She was like, they're bears. Like she's yelling it at me. I'm like, they're not. I fucking know. They're marsupials. They're not bears. She's like, they're bears. They are called koala bears. I can see her point. No, I know they're not. I know they're they're not. They're not called koala bears. I know. Like I know you're saying they are called koala bears, but they're not. They're called koalas because they're not. Oh, we call them bears. Yeah, because you're fucking idiots. Hey, 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 hey! You're not mean. Hey, you're just stupid. Wait, 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 wait! wait. No, 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 no! Wait, wait, wait! We're not going here again. No, but that is true. Wait, shh! They're not called koala bears. They're called koalas. Wait, don't argue with someone. Here's what happened in the gig: a dude got on his phone and held up Wikipedia (laughs) in her face. She got heckled by another audience member with Wikipedia. I understand they're called koalas. I'm not stupid because we got to get this show. We can't start fighting. Right. Okay. We're getting the show in 2015. We're getting the Jon Stewart. No, but this is part of our natural banter. It's not and banter because I'm, I'm going to look stupid. And then people the next night will be like, oh, I'm glad you came back to the show, Jen. No, because I'm going to look like the stupid American who fucking knows they're koalas no, and not koala I bears. about most American things. So it'll be oh, be quiet. Fly. It'll be a to and fro. It's not a to and fro. It's no, a two and two or fro and fro. You. Okay. So I'm trying to learn more about America. We and say Graham. We say Graham. 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 No. All right. Aluminum. Here's the thing. Wait, what was I saying? You say aluminum. You know, because we spell it in aluminum. Someone pointed yeah. that out to me. Aluminium. Yeah. It sure is. But sure. you spell it that way. We spell yeah. it aluminum. Yeah. But here's the thing. Wait, <laughs> what was I saying? It was about. No, it was very important. Okay. Oh, yes. So the, the, the Pilates work I do, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. 
So I do it in reverse, which I don't know if you're kidding, but I'm serious. Yeah. So instead of lifting up, I do stuff from my leg yeah. up and whatever. Okay, so I'm doing this, this move. I do it on a foam roller. And my Pilates teacher is a really funny, sweet guy named Nate. He's cool. He's like a screenwriter. So he has, his other Pilates teachers that he rolls with are in the industry of entertainment, but they do the thing. So, of course, are one of them. Are also people who do Septulip? That's What's Pilates that? backwards. I've been thinking about that for all that Amazing. time. Amazing. <laughs> It sounds like set list. I literally concentrate on your story Wait. because in my head I'm trying to like work out what fucking because I don't have a sometimes I have a pattern a lot. in front of me. So it's each, set. So it's set. So it's so Pilates T E S right? Yeah. P I set. set uh, lip. <laughs> set. There was a lip in it. Yeah, because pill pill is lip backwards. Yeah. So it's set, set to lip. It's set tip lip. Set to lip. Set to lip. There are people who do set to lip. Yeah. Oh, so that could this, be another may, sub name. This may not be the best episode ever. Yes, it is. Are you crazy? You have no idea. You don't remember the good stuff that it's up. No. Anyway, so blah, blah. This I'm doing my, I'm okay. doing my moves on the thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he says to me, and I go, I have this weird back pain from traveling, lifting uh-huh. the 50-pound suitcase, but on sure. tour, blah, blah. And he goes, okay, so you're going to have to tell me. I'm going to show you like three different ways we can work your back. And you're going to have to say this hurts, this doesn't. And so we're doing all these. I go, no, that hurts. No, that hurts. No, that hurts. I go, ooh, this feels good. This feels like I don't feel the pain in my back, but I need to work at the core. He goes, oh, the Clint Eastwood. I go, huh? what? And you know, we've the running thing. And I go, but this has been, you know, just like Dave and, and Lexi. It's been, right. it's been dropped. Well, Dolph, like Dolph Lundgren. And Dolph. Well. Dolph. And I've I've gone through some changes in my own life where right. now I don't want to meet the Clint Eastwood. Like I'd like to be alone for like a year. So like no one knows us. I haven't told him. I haven't told right. Tofop audience, Fofop, no. whoever's on, you know. I'm off the whole track. I'm done with that. I don't want no one to meet. But this Nothing. is the whole point. You can be a different person at different times. And people might be listening to this not in real time. Like at the time. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. I don't want to fucking blow your mind, but at the time someone's listening to this. Mm-hmm. It might be two years from now and you're in a completely different place. So they're experiencing you experiencing a moment that is so far from the moment that you're actually experiencing. And it might because, actually match you know up what? better. Because maybe fucking time is not how we perceive it. Well, maybe it. in and two it's years. All fucking layered. Maybe in two how years. That, I am ready for that. I'm ready. <laughs> Well, he goes, he goes, that's a Clint Eastwood. He goes, my friend was Clint Eastwood's trainer. And uh, he has the same exact lower back issues that you do with his core. He can't feel his core. So when I'm doing exercises and people say it should hurt in your muscles and your stomach, it hurts in my shoulders. Uh, Because I'm not doing it right because my body's made a certain way. If we readjust it, then I feel it the right way. So he goes, you're doing it. The He kept going. Yeah, Clint Eastwood loves his foam roller. He only does exercises on it. He does this thing and he does this other thing, power plate that I do. He's like, so, you know, you're just like Clint. And the whole session, he's like, you're doing the Clint Eastwood. I'm like, okay. It was freaking me out. And then I sent you that message that was like, I fucking just this. And now I'm worried that Clint Eastwood himself is my soulmate and not just a guy that has a Clint Eastwood-esque. But then I, that, but, but luckily I'd already decided before all this that there is... He's a Republican though, so... No, I know. He screams at chairs about things. But but here's the thing. As a comedian, I can date a Republican because I see, like we just you said... good taste We see chairs. souls. So you great would, taste you would like choose great chairs for him to scream at. That's He'd have to be ergonomic, chairs. and I know he wouldn't be because we have the same back problems. God, maybe he is my soulmate, but here's the thing is... You have to sit on ergonomic chairs the other way around, though. It's really like... 
Yeah, because we have the wrong. But it, what I realized is, is that I don't want him or anyone or anything. So it's like, I'm just kind of being me. So it was funny when he said that. And it actually, I feel like, wrapped up this whole journey from talking about Clint Eastwood, which was, you know what? It turns out we have the same, hold for applause, core issues. And remember I said, Christmas will come up on you. And here we are. It's here in four weeks. Oh, that's true. And uh, he didn't come through, but he. But I'm going to New York, so I'm right. not going to meet Clint Eastwood himself. No. But that's okay, because I figured out my core issue, right. which is that I have to lift from the bottom and not force a sit-up. And I feel like that's metaphorical, and this is the best episode of fucking <laughs> Bofob ever. That's all that happened. Sorry. This is the great... I mean, are you joking? I, I Now I'm not joking. It's the greatest episode ever, don't you think? I mean, maybe. What? Well, because you know what? It's up for everyone's interpretation. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for giving you know me the maybe. People don't know when... I don't know when people are listening to All this. right. For the people that listen today, it's the, the future, greatest episode ever. When this... Well, maybe this episode is what has made this podcast like famous in the future. Maybe. <gasps> and we're dead. How would that be good? That'd be. Oh, I hope we're dead. I hope we're dead. I'm going to be dead in 10 years, apparently. I'm just going to wheel myself. Well, that's that. right. So that'll be fine. That's your last show. It's a cheery night. So uh, I, should, I should mention I'm on tour, so get in before I die. Um, I guess that's a good sign. You've got pitch. 10 years, people. But right. get get him while he's good. Yeah, get, get him at the bottom, the bottom half of the ten if years. If I'm dying in ten years, those last four aren't going to be pretty. It's not from a disease. You will yourself to death because uh, you're very sensitive about the okay. world. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Well, the more you fuck it up, just stop fucking up the world, people, and then it's I don't have to happen. be so sensitive about it. Anyway, so here's my thing. I watched a documentary on the plane today because I thought of you. I knew I was going to talk. Oh to you shit! Today. Sorry, I interrupted your whole thing about. No, no. I, I this I had it in my mind. Okay, go ahead. Um, uh, it was about the Boston Red Sox when they uh, won the World Series in 2000. What was it called? It was called Miracle. Four, no, it was called Four the Day. The last, the great Four Days. Something about Four Days. It was one of these ESPN who are a sports yeah. network. Yeah, I know, I know, I've seen it. Things called Thirty on Thirty. Yeah, I love it. And it's this one's not actually about them winning the World Series. No, it's about it's about it's the playoffs. About the playoffs. It's about the idiots. The Yankees, they won yes. like three in a row, which no team had ever like come. No back team had ever come back. Down. That's what no one understands. It's not about the World Series. Who right. gives a fuck the World right. Series? They came back game four. Everyone, oh, okay, right. one game. No, then we did five, yeah. six, seven. They called themselves right. the idiots. Different set of millionaires who grew their hair out. This is also my book. I can barely take care of myself. Right. Thank you. I wrote about this. It's a very important moment in my life. Two thousand four. It's been the ten year anniversary. Right. So I, I accidentally like. So I watched this yeah. documentary. It's fucking fascinating because this team like had had incredible bad luck against the Yankees there was all these like there was like this almost like they called it the curse of the what was the curse there was some uh, curse uh, the it was Bambino, a Babe Ruth Bambino curse of Bambino yeah, so Babe Ruth yeah. who was in Boston and then went to the Yankees yeah and it was kind of a racist thing and then there was the Bill Buckner thing where like when it really took hold where people were like we are cursed it was they like about to win this guy had like a ball roll through his legs but what for me um when I moved to New York City in oh. 1998 um most of my comedian friends were from New York and I mean uh, from Boston and uh so my dude, they're all dudes, you know, so my dude friends from Boston, we all slowly started rolling into New York. And once we got to New York, we're like, we'd go do shows. We'd go watch like the Yankees and Red Sox were always playing against each other in important games. So we'd go to the bar and watch the, the sports. And we're like, oh my God, like we started getting really into it, even though we love New York more than Boston right. as a city to live in. 
the sports thing, it's the underdog. It's the team that isn't funded, you know, with all the millionaires or whatever. So long story short, by the time I moved to LA in 2001, it was the most heartbreaking game of the century because Roger Clemens, one of our team members, right. went to the fucking Yankees and he was already old and fat at that point. <laughs> and so the Boston Red Sox fans had signs that were going, Roger. So when he would get up to pitch... They'd be like, Roger, have another donut, Roger, like completely turned on this guy who was our guy. So I'm watching this big game in 2001 in an LA bar that's supposed to be for Boston fans. And they, the, the, the guy that tells you where, what to do coach or whatever, okay. he won't let Pedro Martinez stop pitching. And it's like, let Pedro stop. He's done. We're going to lose. Sure. Let get Pedro off 2001 or 2002. It's 2002, sorry. Let him off, let him off. He doesn't. Don Zimmer, I think, is his guy. So anyway, a bunch of people walk into the the L.A. bar that we're watching the game at in Yankees sweatshirts going, Boston sucks, and they just killed us. Like, the people in the bar killed our morale. We lost the game, and I was like, I can't fucking do this again. And then it was... Oh, that must have been 2003 that happened. Right. Then 2004. Yeah, that, was, that, that was what they said in the documentary. It was back-to-back yeah. years. So back-to-back like, years. Yeah. So 2004, we're like, oh, I can't. So this is, for my personal story, what happened is I was watching obsessively. I was super into sports then because I had nothing going on. I was living in like squalor. And, and like for some reason, Boston sports meant something to me, even though I hate sports. Uh, I love that. I lo- also, I love that sentence. I was super into sports because I had nothing else going on. The story of everyone who's super into sports. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, I don't mean to insult people who are into sports, no, but I'm into sports. People but for know me, who this, this yeah. podcast, I love sports, but but I, I had I was I was in like the IRS was on my front lawn with like documents like we're suing you, you owe us this much money. Right. Like I was poverty, it was bad. So I call my friend Joe Wagner. I'm like, Joe, we fucking gotta go do karaoke tonight. We we would go every Sunday night and do karaoke. And I'm like, I can't watch this fucking game for it's it's depressing. We're gonna lose. And he's like, oh, I don't me either. So we go. We we went every Sunday, but I was said I'm not gonna go the Sunday because I'm gonna watch the game. Then I'm like, I changed my mind, whatever. So I go to the the karaoke and it's like there's no Twitter or whatever, but someone gets updates. Like I think the guy running the karaoke got an update on his phone and he's like, Boston's starting to have a comeback. So they have this like big screen TV that like drops from the center of the karaoke stage and they start showing the baseball game and everyone in the karaoke place in LA starts singing Boston songs. Right. We sing Aerosmith songs and the song dirty. I love that dirty water and they fucking win and we feel like we helped it. Right. So now I'm back in, you know, I'm crazy anyway Uh with like all Uh my shit. So, but also that was almost like everyone else in this documentary. Yeah. All the Boston fans were like, Oh, it's fucking happening again. And then everyone was like, hang on. But anyway, so long story short, I mean, we won, but I didn't even give a fuck that we won the world series. It was that we won those playoffs. It was, and the moon was crazy. It was also four days in a row. And it it's all, never happened in history. And it was never happened in history. And the story, like there was so many, there was a guy who was like a pitcher who was like, he's, he's Kurt was like bleeding. Now let me like, say this. He's from Texas and right? a right winger. Yeah. But what people you. said to me recently, the they I said it wasn't baseball. blood. No, it's, it's definitely blood. They explored that issue in the documentary. Yeah. They said, oh, no, it's the red no. stuff. They spray on no, it. No, 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 it wasn't. They Thank you. The, they cleared that up. In I the, knew it was blood. He's a goddamn hero. None of that shit. 
spreads like blood spreads. Like, and they literally had cameras on him all the time. No, Kurt Schilling's a goddamn no, hero. I want him yeah. nothing of it. No, they have footage in this documentary yeah. of what his ankle looked like before it went. There's no fucking way that he wasn't just. He shilled for, for, for President Bush, and I'm for it because if, if you said, Jen, you can have all the years with Bush plus the Red Sox, I, I don't change a thing. But here's what I'm going to say as well. I enjoyed a lot of fucking episodes of The Office that Mindy Kaling wrote, and <laughs> she's a terrible human being. What? You're, you can't say that on a podcast. Why can't I say that? Do you know her? I don't know her as a human being. I just oh. mean like her opinions and – but I do. Like she's, she's – She's like, not – I, I don't know. She's a Republican. She is? Yes. Well, I don't hate someone because she's, she's a Republican. The, I, well, I'm, I'm going to start making judgments. It's weird but, in certain social issues. Right. And, well, a lot of social issues. Because, you know, I, I love Joan right. Rivers. She was Republican, but she wasn't socially. No. So she was gay rights. Right. Exactly. Uh, right. Whatever, women's rights. But um, I'm confused if you're Republican. And I find her show very Republican. Oh, I've never like, seen it. Oh, uh, it's... I mean, I'm not here to bag anyone else. Like, it's, no, I, no, I know no. a lot of people who like it. Yeah. But... I do not like her at all. I have, I like it's, but I loved heaps of the stuff. She, so th- I'm not here to bag her. This no, me neither. Me I will say we, her. she did come up to me once and we were both a member of the same gym and said, I loved you. And then I thought that was really nice because she was working on the office right. at the time. And then I asked her to blurb my book and she refused to get back to my agent and, and uh, doesn't look me in the eye anymore. I'm not saying she's a bad person. Right. But I'm not. But 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 I'm not even here to shit on her. Oh, like, I literally. Oh, all you just I'm, led me down the road. All I'm trying to say is that Jen hates her. <laughs> this truly is the best episode of Faux Five ever. Uh, we got the Red Sox in there. Are you right. fucking kidding me? So no, the thing I was going to say is it goes back to our original point, and it goes back to my reflections on myself. I don't need to like what Mindy Kaling thinks of politics or like her new show. I loved heaps of stuff she did on The Office. Oh, totally. And it doesn't spoil the shit that she did on The Office for me, you know, because there's other stuff of hers that I didn't enjoy. I yeah. just like some of her stuff. Some people, I like all of their stuff. Like, I think Stephen Moffat, this is nerdy. You don't need to respond to this. Okay. But there's a guy called Stephen Moffat. He's a, he writes uh, Doctor Who, but he also writes Sherlock. And I think Sherlock oh, okay. is flawless, but I think the last season of Doctor Who was very, very hit and fucking miss. Anyway, but I still mm-hmm. like him. I just don't think he's perfect, you know? Right. Anyway. So that's oh, wait. Can okay. I wrap up with the Red Sox? What was your point about the documentary? Because I have a nice Well, I mean, only it. just that I really enjoyed it and there were so many wonderful stories in it. And, like, I mean, it was just a I, – I, I really – you know, here's the thing. I've been to a baseball match this year and I didn't really enjoy it that much. Yeah. But if somebody made documentaries about sports, I would watch them all day long. Well, yeah, because like, you love... get into the heart and soul. But I think if you had been, yeah, there, well, you would have had to have seen the documentary about it. Because I think what I liked about the, the yeah, Red Sox, there. the Red I'm Sox gone. then was, and I didn't like sports, and that's what my friends make fun of me for, is Johnny Damon was like, look it, we're going to fucking grow our hair out. We're going to be the idiots. Right. We're going to call, and he was literally this, like, to take it back to the beginning of the podcast, this Buddhist Zen thing. Right. We're just going to do it because we love it. We're already millionaires, guys. So the Yankees have to have this cropped, you know, no beard thing. Right. So let's do the opposite. We're the idiots. We don't know any better. Well, we just love the game. Kurt Schilling? Yeah. Is that his name? Kurt Schilling. He, when they were three uh, down, mm-hmm. like, you know, which was no one had ever come back for. He, he started wearing a T-shirt just around the club called Why Not Us. And this is the guy who can't walk because he's had like... He goes, Why Not Why Us. Why Not Us. 
And it was like, and they said that in this documentary, like the coach was, or the manager was kind of like, he was like, you know Terry what? Francona. He said they're always, they were always a fun room because they were just fun guys. You know, they were like trying to do their best to, there was this guy who was, I don't really understand how baseball works, but apparently mm. you can sub in, like if someone hits it, you mm. can sub in a runner. Right? Uh, yeah, so I, I barely I understand I myself. Yeah, I don't really understand how that works. <laughs> yeah. But there was this guy who's like a specialist runner, right? So if you hit it at first base, they can then sub in this guy. And he's the guy who does like the sneaky like runs bases when the pitcher's pitching yeah. and shit. And his story was fucking fascinating. And he was clearly this guy. He was just like, he loved telling the story. Yeah. He was like, I was out there and the crowd went silent. And you could see his face in the moment. It was like smiling. And I was like... That's a dude who's not thinking, I could fuck this up. This is not a dude who's thinking all these hundreds of years of history. This is a dude that's just in the fucking moment. Yeah, right right now, now. this is really crazy and and fun. I'm going to fucking enjoy this and I'm going to try to do it the best I can. But you know what? I'm going to fucking own it and be in it. Yeah. Because I'm never going to probably get to experience this ever fucking again. And it worked out. Anyway. Well, here's here's the good point about that is after that happened, after the idiots won, Johnny Damon made this big speech because he was the he was made perhaps not the best player. It was Big Poppy, uh, uh-huh. who's yep. still on, I think Shepard. on the Red Sox. No, was his name? Shepard. No, something something. It was a no. Oh, it's a big right. black guy. What's his name? Uh, yeah. Oh God. He had something. No, I don't. He had. Oh, fuck. We're idiots. I watched the documentary. We are idiots. <laughs> You're Australian. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um, but Big That's Poppy. That's our pitch to the Daily Show. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> oh, the idiot. We're just called the idiots. <laughs> but everyone now is on different teams. But Johnny Damon was like. Of course, Boston's amazing. I'll retire right. here after what happened. Like, yeah, this is this is now my clubhouse. Right. Literally, within six months, he goes to the Yankees. Yeah. And and all of us were like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What was special about coming back from those games was that it was the Yankees. Right. That is our fucking right. enemy. If it was any other team, no one would talk about right. it. This is the oldest rivalry. Like, fuck you. It, it was so spiritual of a rivalry, like money versus hair, ver- you know. And well, we're this like, is, this is my whole point. And but this- that's what's so beautiful about it is it doesn't take away what he gave us. But also, and- this is also a greatest example of the best episode of Fofop ever because this is literally what you're talking about is that this was a documentary I watched this afternoon about not someone winning the world whatever series. the series no about them winning the, the series before the world the, series the, the, the ACLS the I think it's called ALS actually this is the one that the story is this is you the one that broke have, records you don't always have to fucking be hanging out with the Kanye to have a good time no but Sometimes then we swept I mean no, let's not let I the mean, listener know we did we did win the world series without losing one game right. but when Johnny Damon just decided to go to the Yankees the next year we're like what the fuck but then I'm like well that doesn't take away what we had no. and also I'm a naive idiot. Even before he went to the Yankees, they were still able to sit down. So a friend of mine said, I saw Johnny Damon and, and Derek Jeter having a steak one night during this whole craziness. Right. Or, you know, whatever. Or not them, but you know what I mean. They saw Red Sox and a Yankee having dinner. I'm like, so. oh, right, because that's a, that's a game for them, and they're playing it fucking well. Right. And I want them to. And they've done it so well that this is how invested I am. They can have a steak together. They can be friends because guess what? 
they're on the same team, which is right. baseball. Yeah, just well, like we're on the same team, which is comedy. Yeah, that's why I always think it's weird when people think. Although that. I do battle some comedians sometimes some. in my head. No, no, but of course we all do, and I'm sure yeah. they do in professional sports as well. There'd be rivalries. Like, yeah, but I wish it was but, more in comedy because I want to rival some people without being without it being all. You know what I mean? I want to be able to speak out against like dudes a, I think are sexist. You know, I want to, I would love if Michael Che and I had a public feud and then had steak together. I fucking want that. Right. But it's not going to happen. What's going to happen is I'm going to go to New York and I'm going to run into him. It's going to be awkward right. and then goodbye. But you I would love if <laughs> I can't have my cheek and eat it too. But I wish, I wish. This might be the best episode. Of course, not Nate. I said it is the best and I don't eat meat. So we have to be a, you know. Michael a faux a faux steak a faux fop steak <laughs> Michael fake take that hashtag Michael fake <laughs> no don't hashtag please no don't. delete no one's gonna do that delete. they already emailed delete. me by the way I got a plenty of dudes now emailing me people emailed you did anyone, probably like twenty five anyone say anything inappropriate 20, tw- because I fucking okay. put out the warning yeah if no. you're a person who said anything inappropriate you don't listen I'd to say about twenty five people email me one guy was like. Hey, this isn't inappropriate, but huh, huh, what if you came back to Melbourne? I'm like, yeah, I'm not fucking you. Yeah. I'm a, oh, let me fly around the world to fuck someone. I'm not that much of a loser. Okay. Okay. Thank you. you. Okay. Uh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Are you hot? Wait. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but that this is. Uh-huh. The, I think this is the best episode ever. Uh-huh. It's the best okay. episode we've done. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we finish then? I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Clint Eastwood, the Red Sox. What, what are we doing? Uh, uh, I, I Buffalo. Go, okay, you're going to Buffalo to do some gigs? Yeah, I'm going to New York and no one bother me there. Okay. <gasps> I can't wait. It's so soon. Um, But when I'm in Buffalo, I need you guys to come because I knew Feel that in? they had a great time with you. You know what? It was a really great city. I really enjoyed being yeah. there. It was a really fun club. Everyone's really excited. So please go out. The two you. gigs I'm really pumping right now. Or Buffalo, uh, December 11th through 13th, and uh, Laugh Boston, December 26th and 27th. Okay. It's on my website, jenkirkman.com. I might be back. I'm told I'm going to Melbourne with my show. Right. I haven't been told the dates. Uh-huh. I don't have a lot of faith. I'm right in the Red Sox game three right. feeling right now. So let's not promote anything there. But let's just say keep the p- positive vibes going, Australia. Okay, um, I will be in uh, Darwin on Wednesday night, but I think that one might be sold out. Uh, I am in Perth on Friday and Saturday night. We have added extra show on Saturday night, so there are actually heaps of tickets available. So come and see me in Perth oh, on Saturday night. Fun. And um, if it wasn't so far, yeah, I'd go. Kalgoorlie on sure. Sunday. And then uh, I will be in uh, Melbourne at the Comics Lounge from Thursday through to Sunday with Justin Hamilton, Lee Moe, and uh, Becky Lucas, who I think is a really funny young comedian who I think you'll enjoy. So come out and see that show. That'll be really cool. Um, and uh, after that, of course, uh, the big one is uh, January 19 at the Sydney Opera House, the final night of Illuminati. We're doing two shows. We're recording it all for a special. So come along and be part of that. That's going to be awesome. Um January 19th, two shows one night. Two shows one night. Love it. Yep. 
and uh, I will be doing my improv shows, my fully improvised shows, what you're talking about, Will, at the Sydney uh, Comedy Store. And, of course, I'll be in Denver and Philly, but I'll give you more details about those uh, in uh, episodes coming up later. Thank you very much, Jen Kirkman, for being part of this podcast. Thank you. Wait, as we go into – this is the, my last time before the New Year. It's true. It actually is your last time for quite a while, probably. Thank you. As I, I did an episode of Sklarborough Country recently. Oh, they're good boys. I like those fellas. They said, they said you're, you're, you're their soulmate, which I thought I, I, I did hear that. I was well, taken aback. Like, but that's enough, what you said. I had actually listened to half of that podcast already when I was like messaging you, uh-huh. and but I hadn't heard that bit yet. And then I went for the rest of my walk after I messaged you, but you'd already warned me. And I was like, I'm actually glad listen. I got a little warning on that. I, it was I pretty intense. I was I like, oh. I might have felt that it was a little too full on. It's <laughs> intense, but I, I knew what they meant. It. What I, if 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 I had had a second, but we went on to a different thing. I was going to say, Will is the type of person who, when you meet him, and and again, it, it goes with this whole episode. Mm. When you meet a comedian, you go, oh, like you bond because you're comedians. We're like comedians. we're you all talk, soulmates. Well, you talked about that on that podcast. Yeah, we're all soulmates. And that's what you're talking about about Alex Rodriguez or Derek Jeter or whoever it is having a meal with, yeah, or whatever. Which is we have more in common with each other. Than we do with other people. Yeah, that was so the thing. We're, that we're kind of all soulmates in a weird way. When I breakfast radio, like often the people that you are friends with are the people who do breakfast radio because they're the only people who have similar life experiences. Yeah, to you. and you can't fucking let those people go. You're not really. No, like, no. You're all doing the same thing. You can't let those people, uh, you can't fuck that up. So right. anyway, beautiful thing. Uh, so thank you for letting me be part of this in 2014. Um, it has greatly helped me and I look forward to February 9th. That's going to be exciting. But this again, the best episode of Faux Fop ever. Thank you. <laughs>